answered roof through the trees I see a salty message written in the east the ground beneath my feet the so since we're talking about Dracula and vampires this week, I wanted to mention that Stephen Moffat and Mark Yaddis are doing a Dracula series for BBC and Netflix. I'm glad you brought that up now because we wouldn't have talked about that in news. Okay. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. So you don't care? I'll, let's see. Um, bit love at first bite, once bitten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 300 times shame on me 301 times shame on you yeah i see what you're saying and the best part is it's not it's going to be period i know which let's see you guys rose to prominence taking victorian novels and turning them into modern adventure things yes and not this though not this no this were it's going to be in the 1800s yep. so Dumb. yep mm-hmm how would you update how would you moffat not anymore but how would you moffat gaddis Dracula, remembering that there's nothing you can do. There's either a guy. Okay, so here's here's the timeline so far. Sure. Jekyll. Uh, The guy's name's Jekyll. (laughs) Right. I don't don't know why. Um, There was a real Jekyll, but there was also a Robert Louis Stevenson who wrote a book who we find out, soft spoilers for Jekyll, knew a guy named Jekyll who was a scientist. And so right. the wor- the book exists in the world, and the idea of, oh, this is a real Jekyll Hyde situation, is there. It's just not really drilled into. It just becomes part of the backstory. Mm-hmm. Sherlock, there's no Sherlock. But for some reason, pretty much all the, the world acts like there is a Sherlock still. Yeah. Up to the point where nobody says, no shit, Sherlock. But if somebody did the show would just keep going. It wouldn't even question that. Right. It, it becomes this meme. I guess these old men <laughs> think that this is a meme that he wears a deerstalker cap for some reason. People are like, I don't know, that just feels right somehow. Right. And suddenly that's his thing. Uh-huh. It would have been tough to have a real Sherlock. And I don't think they ever mention a Mr. Arthur Conan Doyle. He just doesn't exist. No, no, he doesn't exist. And that's fine. I, I wonder how CSI or anything that we think of as the modern detective would work without there having been a Arthur Conan Doyle. Right. And fairies. Don't get me started on fairies. <laughs> so now we've got Dracula. It's the yes. 21st century. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Um, Not the way they'll do it. Right. A good way. <laughs> well, I think, you know, the epistolary um, storytelling, I think that needs to continue. But maybe that'll continue through, like, email or maybe it will be journal entries or something like that. You know, like Harker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, They've already got that. Or text. On yeah. Sherlock. Um, and uh, I think Dracula still needs to, like, travel to London by ship. You know, I don't think we're going to get his coffins full of dirt on so a train. So he starts in Transylvania. Yes. Um, He's not an may- alien or something. No. He starts in Transylvania, and he does not have modern technology in his home. Oh, no. Um, so, Dracula learns how to use Facebook. Yes. That's your... And, and Wi-Fi sort of and stuff like that. Tagline here. Yeah. Uh, and then he can, he can stalk he's, he's his... He's 5G. Right. He can stalk his prey on, like, Tinder or something like he that. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> you... 
He has supernatural abilities. I know. He's like, I used to hypnotize, but now I just ghost on them and then <laughs> neg them. Have you read the, the game? <laughs> what? Yes. I don't know. No? Well, all right. That's your that's your take. Very, yes. uh, very uh, uh, Fox family. Very sure. uh, CW. What's your take? <sighs> don't do it. Don't do it? You... You have to. Here's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really cares about the religious elements anymore. No. I mean, I like those. It's it's a staple of gothic fiction. Yep. Which is this weird ramming together of the um, you know enlightenment ideals, and we know about. Um, we'll talk. We're kind of giving away the whole show, but we'll get there. Uh, we're talking about like science, and we uh, we can understand with rational thought about how this works. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a demon that's cursed by God to walk the night. Right. But nobody really cares about the no. demon thing anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like Blade, it's, you know, it's, oh, it's a disease. Don't put cheese on old cage. And then we can cure it and, and that sort of thing. I got to take this serum. Right. Um, that's my wussy times. Um, <laughs> so not to like, and like Outbreak or whatever uh, on AMC, not to copy that, but let's do that. Yeah. Because nobody okay. really cares about the... Dracula 2000 actually kept that going. Did they? And God, this is, we, we've got a third wheel we're missing here. We should have Melissa Olsen on these shows. Yeah. These are dedicated to her, let's just say that. Okay. Dracula good. 2000 actually does double down on that, and it kind of, it's the only thing that really works in the movie. Huh. Except for the stunning debut of Vitamin C uh, <laughs> as a uh, bright new uh, shining talent. So the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> the answer okay. is, I would say, let's, let's, do a um a Jekyll thing where it the book does exist mm-hmm. and it was a um stoke you find out that Stoker's a fraud, you know. Uh okay. he's just a personal assistant who, you know, wrote a book and you know, when he wasn't uh working backstage pulling curtains at a theater. Sure. <clears throat> but it's he he knew somebody who was a secret society type guy of humans who are and we won't say hunters or watchers that's been used, but they are like an order. There's the order of the dragon. Maybe right. they are like an opposite of the order of the dragon or maybe they're what the order of the dragon turned into. Okay. And so they have been watching over, you know, Eastern Europe in the wake of the Ottoman uh, Turks, you know, invading. And like they've been looking out for these things. And so the rumors about Dracula were close, but... Maybe um, the news got back to Dracula, and he's like, oh, "Now I have to move," and so he doesn't live in you know Castle Dracula anymore or whatever. That's okay. all you know, because the book was famous and people went and checked it out. People know about the idea of vampires, but regular right. people don't think there's vampires. So Dracula has gone to ground, so to speak, and so this t- 2018, 2020, whenever it's set, tale is him trying to move into Europe and using his own or um, into London, you know, or. Don't do America. Set in L.A. Done. Right. We'll just do London. That's fun. Yeah. Because it's going to be a BBC show. Right. LA. And so, yeah. And so it's him using his human agents who are using emails and, and, right. and those uh, modern th- satellites or whatever. And then, then our heroes are a group of like people who are trying to stop it. But they find out that they are you know, woefully un- un- unprepared. Sure. But they are trying to use, just like in the book um, by Stoker... They use like research history. Van Helsing uses like criminology to try to like make a profile of Dracula. Right. 
and they do a lot of legwork that's covered in the text of it's not exciting on screen but uh of them tracking down the many locations it's not just carnifex abbey like he's bought right. all these houses like all over london right and systematically sort of wiping it out so it's that kind of thing it's like them using computers and like hacking the nodes and stuff like that but f- learning that there does we don't there he's got thousands of thralls that like he's been ever since that book was published it was a wake-up call so to speak for him to go okay i gotta re- i have to get ready for this i have to make many and don't because in the book he's like the guy's got to drive his own coach yeah he's, i know the implication being he's eaten everybody that yeah you know, he is a, a just a leech who just destroys everything that comes near him you know yeah. so maybe he finds a way to like maybe he makes his own serum maybe right. his evil scientists give him a serum that can let him sort of be more normal or control his urges and so yeah this is a lot of, that wasn't very that's not a pitch that's just a bunch of ideas <laughs> That's okay though. Um, it's good to it's good Instead, to share. The Moffat one will just be, "Whoa, dude! I mean, governor! Oh my gosh! Oh, he bit a bleeding neck. He did. Oh my gosh! Who's Gaddis gonna play? Uh, I don't. I hope not Dracula. Van Helsing. Y- yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, we did it. Mm-hmm. We ruined the pitch of Moffat and Gaddis's. We um, just Dracula. predicted it. We didn't ruin it. They guess, ruined it. I guess. Gaddis screwed Gaddis. Yeah. Or Gaddis. Uh, See his name right. It's a good thing that Moffat doesn't act too, you know, because then they both would be putting themselves in to the scripts. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> uh, does he make non sequiturs? Uh, I don't know. Because you two would get along. Uh, this is the Just Enough Trope podcast. <laughs> and uh, we. Uh, without having our whole starting bit, uh, basically just began what we'll be talking about later a little early. Yeah. Which is, of course, Draculi. Yes. And, Fourteen syllables. And vampires. Or the the in great, general. the best way to say it. Yes. Dra- I am Draculi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A lot of vowels. Yes. Uh, last week we talked about Frankenstein. In fact, this whole month of October we're talking about specifically the uh, beginning with the universal monsters as a template and moving out from there and looking at filmic representations of these classic creatures. Yes. And reaching back into their literary pasts all the way to the future. That is, today. And looking specifically at also um, a meta sort of look, as it's so it's so hot these days. All the kids are doing it. Are you doing meta? Jimmy, Jimmy, tell me you're not doing meta. <laughs> Eat something. Uh, yeah, we're looking at sort of like meta twists on these tales as well. Last week we talked about Frankenstein. We talked about James Whale's Frankenstein 1931 picture and also yes. uh, Gods and Monsters, mm-hmm. which is sort of a different look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of being a monster. Right. Or wanting a monster to kill you. or We didn't really land anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of ended up stalking through an alleyway <laughs> playfully. <laughs> right, while it's raining. But uh, I think we've got a better shot at it this time because we're going to be talking about um, the vampire myth and yes. the Dracula from Bram Stoker's 1897 novel. Moving on to the unlicensed adaptation yes. of the novel of the uh, 1923 uh, film by uh, F.W. Murnau of Nosferatu. Yes. The 1931 Bela Lugosi. 31. Big year. 
Yeah, it was a big year. Maybe we'll talk next week about why that is, because yeah. I'll have to I'll have to read up on it. Yeah. But uh, that was hot year. Hot year for horror. Yeah. Uh, that was just like the Matrix. 1998, nine was the, uh, that's when you get the guns and the trench coats. Yeah. Well, this was that version of that. <laughs> yes. It was uh, satin capes. Yes. And then uh, moving forward till 1992, uh, to what I believe to be the most faithful interpretation by a major film studio, uh-huh. Bram Stoker's Dracula. By Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. Francis Ford Coppola's Bram, Bram Stoker's, Stoker's Keanu Dra- Reeves Dracula. <laughs> and then to fill our uh, meta seat in this case, uh, we're going to look at the 2000 film Shadow of the Vampire, which yes. is a meta fictional look at the making of Nosferatu, mm-hmm. starring Jonathan Malkovich and Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Is he Jonathan Malkovich? He's just John Malkovich. I think he's just John Malkovich, yeah. yeah. And Willem Dafoe, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excited? Uh, you should be. I'm excited to talk about vampires for look, sure. Look, look at me. Did you do the upside upside down spider? I know. I know. Mm. I am controlling your we'll mind. Just sit here for a while. <laughs> and I was like, "What is this? Is it a spider?" And then he turns it over, and he kind of like pulls it in. It's like, "Oh, yeah. that's see. You always see the picture of him doing that. Yes. You don't see the payoff where he's like." <laughs> Come closer. Sort of like I know. He's just, ooh, pulls you in. Right. Of course, exactly. it doesn't work. No. The one time he uses it in the film. <laughs> and Allison's like, no, I don't. It doesn't work. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, well, uh, I guess I'll kill you then. Yeah. No, I'll just stalk around and just do nothing. <laughs> Is the rubber bat ready? <laughs> I'm leaving. I'll be in my trailer. Yes. So uh, that's what we're doing. Um, don't give it away. But here at the kind of midpoint, because when we talk about the Wolfman next yes. week, uh, that'll be it. What's your favorite out of what we've done? The big three. Not to uh, no, no shade on the mummy or on the creature from the Black Lagoon or on the Invisible Man. But uh, what's your what's your pick? I think I kind of have to say vampires because they're, you know... They they vary so much, and yet they're they have infiltrated popular films, and you know, I mean, there's so Invaded. many. Yes, there's so many different stories about vampires. I think that they've fascinated people for a really long time. If and like you, yeah, can have a conversation with the monster. You can have a character. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Frankenstein, misunderstood. Also drowned a girl, but yeah. misunderstood. Well, 1931 w- did not talk. Stop me before I kill again. Right. So wh- what do we got? Right. But yeah, like you can have Kate Beckinsale like in a raincoat, right. a suit made out of a raincoat. And mm-hmm. just, you know, oh, we got to solve the mystery. Right. You can do all kinds of stuff. Exactly. You can have open season and all shuck here. <laughs> what, what is uh, your favorite? I'm probably well. I'm not saying vampires because okay. you just said it. Yes. And haven't we? Aren't we full up like a tick with vampire movies? <laughs> yeah, we are. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Frankenstein simply okay. because we haven't. <laughs> Frankenstein hasn't been completely like pimped out and, and turned out <laughs> the way vampires have like yeah we, we got we they tried kevin grievous tried with the high frankenstein but yeah i, I don't know or you know what no I, we're just a three right because i was gonna say the mummy i was saying the other day well, there's more mummies yeah i know i know we just had one yes but we uh, did. just let's pretend we did that we didn't 
Like what? The mummy was huge. And then that's about it. Yeah. And he's only fit to show up when Abbott and Costello are there as, as well. Right, right. And it's like, yeah, but like, I know that he's just a guy. That's the image, a guy in toilet paper. Yes. But he's he is an undead wizard. Mm-hmm. Like Dracula versus mummy, who wins? That's a tough one. There's no blood to, there's to no drink. There's no blood, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they've probably got stronger magic powers and spells. Probably. So that's a that's a fair fight. Yeah. But I'd say Frankenstein. I, I want to see more Frankenstein. And I don't know how you do that. And is it, you know, Frankenstein's monster? You know, whatever. But I'd like to see a, um, a closer adaptation dreadful. from the book. Uh, because in the book, he doesn't have, like, bolts in his neck and you know the flat top and... well don't mistake this for recommending it okay but i think that kenneth brana's might might please you in that way oh really that's a little more okay yeah all right i i want to you know see the monster or the creature excuse me and like still be maybe a little afraid but he he doesn't look like that alien you know Mm. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get that. <laughs> okay, they, it, it, so we're going backwards. Okay, going backwards. All right. I don't think he has to be ugly. All right. He doesn't have to be ugly. Okay. He's described in the book as being kind of sallow, and it's also not. It's the movie that came up with sewing together body parts. Yeah. He he says in the book that he gets his materials from hospitals and from the sepulcher, which is you know. Look, a fancy grave, I guess. Sure. So it's not, but we don't know that he's sewing body parts together. He has developed some way to generate life, and he doesn't really go into details, partially because Shelley didn't know what she was talking about, which is fine. <laughs> it's fiction, but yeah. also because he doesn't want you to reproduce it. But right. So I don't know if he's just putting it in a hamburger grinder and then he's like, Ooh. you know, casting it or something like that. But right. The creature turns out to be eight feet tall, sort of yes. sallow looking. And you can see the veins and he's sort of transparent. But he could be just a big, you know, visible man kind of thing. Right. Or there was a doll. The power. What was it? There was a doll back in the early 80s before Transformers just knocked out the uh, toy industry. Where Uh he was like the power stone. He was like a guy, but you could squeeze his legs and he spun around. And he was all blue and sort of muscly and sort of weird looking. Okay. Only 80s kids will understand. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, I'm getting hungry for some blood, so yeah. let's let's talk about the news. All right. Do you know what horror movie has the highest opening ever with a female lead? Um, Halloween? You are right. Uh, yay! Whoa, how'd you know? Because uh, it came out this week. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Why are we talking known, about this? Jamie Lee Curtis is pretty popular, so yeah. Yeah, uh, it is doing great. It uh, is not going to beat the highest box office uh, for October, which of course is... Um, Venom. Venom, Venom. <laughs> Venom, Venom. Uh, yeah, but it did make $77 million, so okay. I don't know, just uh, look through the couch. Who knows? Are all districts reporting in? Yeah. You might have made it. Yeah. Three million is... Maybe somebody just put in the back seat and forgot about it. Right, You right. can still win. Anyway, I, yeah. the projections are 77 million. That is the second best of all time. Okay. And it is the uh, second best R-rated horror opening of all time. 
it of course is holds that record oh really okay i know it's weird isn't it because when you think you hear about transformers and marvel movies all day and you you get an inflated sense of what these numbers are going to be but yeah. um but yeah like 80 million is or it made like 85 million, i think anyway somewhere in the 80 range sure. is the highest a horror movie has ever opened okay and that was it all right but the uh, people are hungry for this halloween reboot which we don't have a review for no because honestly I it's not that I'm not excited. I just didn't think it was going to be a big deal, but right. it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, a year, two years back, you can go through and you can find our Carpenter show where we talk about Halloween. Yes. And some of his other works. Yes. If you want to hear us talk about Halloween, the original, of course. Yes. But um, yeah, at this point, uh, this is a brand new one. Uh, Laurie Strode is back. Again, 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 yes. somehow. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis I don't know if will continue to show up for Halloween films. The storyline makes sense at all yeah. anymore. I don't but know. I think at this point, with eight or nine movies, 10 movies, yeah. uh, I think you can just kind of pick and choose uh, canon wise. Yeah, I think so too. We just pretend like Season of the Witch didn't, didn't happen, <laughs> which is too bad. It's, not, it's a fun film. Um, yeah, there. I don't know. There are a ton of Halloween films. It's hard to keep track of them all. Which, so. What do you, what, what you, what you, what you think is behind this? Behind the Halloween films being so popular or? The success of this one. This is the oh. second biggest horror opening of all time. I think that people love the camp of Halloween and um, they will return to it. Halloween is camp? A little bit. It's a little campy. Isn't <laughs> it? Compa- compared to like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. I'm your boyfriend now. <laughs> or when he just starts like killing people, like I put you in a video game, right? Kill you, right? That's Halloween is like all right. <laughs> a six-year-old kills his naked sister, right? Yeah, in a clown mask. I know. <laughs> all right. Um, it's okay. So it's kinda... maybe if LL Cool J is in it, it's it's campy. It's got a one-liner. Maybe, I mean, it came out at the right time. It came out in October. People are excited for Halloween, the holiday. And, um, you know, I think they're excited to see Jamie Lee Curtis again in this role. Um, I think they just enjoy seeing her in it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think any of that adds up to $80 million. No, you don't? (laughs) I don't. I just think horror is hot right now. I mean, it's definitely yeah. something of a semi-perfect storm. It's people are looking for a, a scary movie, um, you know, in the it vein. And it's October. Uh, it's a yep. famous franchise. Yep. Um, finally got rid of Rob Zombie. And John Carpenter is, you know, producing, if not um, directing. Right. <laughs> I think he's doing the score, too. Oh, my uh, maybe, gosh. maybe not. We'll see. If he's executive producing, you know, he was like, well, I'm doing the score. And they're like... <laughs> All right. All right, we'll take a back seat to this one. Get him a really expensive Casio keyboard. Yeah. Like, not the little one. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, I love John Carpenter. Um, yeah, I think that it's just horror is hot. Like, it, this, um, that movie Suspiria. Mandy came out. Suspiria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the Nun, which I've heard nothing but creepy the, things well, about. Well, The Nun and the whole Annabelle series. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, we're gonna have to get back horror into horror. Is hot. I left horror behind a long time ago. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge horror fan. I just have never been a huge horror fan. Why? I don't like Carnage candy. I don't like that. 
and I don't I'm not a huge fan of like jump scares because I jump um you know in like this is not even a horror film they work on but me. That's I, why I don't like them but like the the Batman film where um Joker like kills uh like somebody who's dressed up like Batman and he hits the window yeah like suddenly that makes me jump Every single time. See the movie a dozen times. Yes. I you know, know it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Makes me jump. No, look out. So, yeah. Nest- Nestor Carbonell. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I just don't, uh, they, you know, it's, they're, they tend to be cash-ins. We're going to talk about a movie that Francis Ford Coppola spent a lot of money on. Yeah. Uh, that he wanted to be scary. And it's like, fine. But they tend to be like, well, it's got a William Shatner mask. Uh, we got some girls you know, shining up their tits, getting ready. Yeah. Uh, let's do this. Right. We got some corn syrup. Yeah. And, you know, but you got any ideas, though? Yeah, I know, people right? people just going to go get killed in the barn one by one? Exactly. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Are, what am I, why are, am I turning my nose up at, at pe- horror? People are dumb in horror, though. Like, like, a lot of the teens, they're just, they don't make smart decisions. No, but they have to. If they did, they'd all just get in the van and drive away as fast as possible. I know. Call the national but guard. They, they like go upstairs. It's like all right. Yeah, you're just basing this all off a of scream, though. <laughs> okay, so revealed uh, two fake horror fans right. on this show, but I don't know. Maybe um, maybe that'll change. Maybe because we have to. Because <laughs> the market is forcing us to. Yes. Well, the market's forcing all kinds of weird things, like the cancellation of Iron Fist. And Luke Cage on Netflix. I heard about Talk this. about Heroes for Hire. Yeah. Make heroes a new have show. Their, get their resumes ready. Yeah. No, kidding. Um, it, I I agree. With, you said had sentiments of like maybe they would do a Heroes for Hire show and now. And uh, I think that would be a good idea. Uh, I don't know if they're going to or not. I think it's a little odd they canceled Luke Cage the same weekend that we get the third season of Daredevil. But I guess, you know, it's people are watching something else. So we're like just going to cancel this and hope, hope that the fans won't notice. I don't know if Danny, not his name, Finn J- Jones yeah. and Mike Coulter, who, let's see, random guy in Hunger Games and, you know, hot guy in Girls Trip or whatever. Right. Have the cachet to like... Do a sort of tweet that's like, you know, because it's usually like it's abrupt. You tweet something like, well, guess guess we're done. You know, the passive aggressive tweet. Right. But so I don't know if it's that like they they just don't want to blow their shot at getting something or there's something in the works. I feel like there might be something in the works or they've been reassured. Jeff Loeb called them at home and said, we're not done with the characters, you know. We're we're right. going to do something else. We're reimagining it. That's what it feels like to me, because they were both so like, without saying like, "Stay tuned, there's going to be some stuff." Right. They were kind of like, you know, the adventure will continue. And well, didn't Finn Jones say this is just the beginning or something like it. that? I mean, that's what's he going to say? I know, I know. Anybody hiring? <laughs> He's not going to say that. <laughs> Looking for work, uh, diligent actor. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet to my actor page. Yes. Finjones.com. Yeah, exactly. I look good in a wetsuit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll see what's going on with that. Um, do you expect any more cancellations from Netflix? No more mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. Uh, well, they cancel Orange is the New Black as well. 
Not that that's really genre. Marvel Netflix. Um, I think that Jessica Jones was really popular like Daredevil. I think that they were both more popular than Luke Cage and Iron Fist. But I think the season two buzz was zero. Oh, really? I mean, have nobody's talked about it. Well, I guess not. Not really. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they canceled like Predator. Not Predator. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? I, they did cancel Punisher. Predator. Punisher. Oh, um, man. I forgot he had a show. Yeah. So that's. So I would not be surprised if that got canceled. I guess I'd be a little surprised if Jessica Jones got canceled. But um, it's definitely possible. Like, Plus, she's got to be on the Veronica Mars reboot. So she's got another job waiting. I guess so. Everybody's going to be on the Veronica Mars reboot. What do you okay? Can we talk about Veronica Mars real fast? Yes. Here's what you, here's what you do. Here's what they're gonna do. I don't want them to do it, but this is what you do, right? Hmm. Keith gets killed. Who's is Keith her dad? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what you do. First episode, Keith wow. is killed. I know he's back. I know he's back too, and so it sucked to get him back. Uh, but I mean, what's he doing? Like he's I know TV guy, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, but you kill him immediately. Oh, my gosh. And then she spends, what is it, six, eight episodes solving her dad's murder. And then, at the end, taking over Mars Investigations. And then we've got an opening for more seasons if you want to do it. Okay, sure. That's how we get her back into this. All right. Oh, that sounds depressing. (laughs) Because what else are they going to do at this point? I don't know. I really don't know. I say you, you, you... Boy... As a producer, <laughs> I tend to have like a uh, pragmatic view of actors having been one and knowing that, you know, it's there are very talented actors and then there's the rest of everybody else. Yeah. And even even the worst actor, like people were going to talk about Keanu Reeves and how people focused on how bad his acting was in yes. Dracula. Mm-hmm. I disagree. But even the worst actor in your mind, the Keanu Reeves, still makes a schedule they make a call time yes. they hit the mark yeah they do it they are all professionals and if mm-hmm. they weren't you would not know their names because they would not be in this game right exactly uh like mark Wahlberg, he's getting up at 2 30 a.m and he's praying while he's working out right. eating chicken and whatever um and so like i, I don't know I think it's fu- as a producer, I would still be depressed that i'd have to get into a bidding war for that girl that was you know the girl that choked on her vomit in Breaking Bad. Oh my God! <laughs> like I, just, I don't think see her as like a scintillating talent. Although she's distinguished herself in being twenty three, and you yes. know, she's leading up the Jessica Jones thing. So anyway, she deserves a raise. But what I'm saying is, pay her the money, bring her back. Gia has also taken over for her father, and she's the mayor of Neptune now, right? Okay, sure. And she's, but and then I don't know. We find out that she's learned a few tricks she's not the airhead that gia was before sure i work but before we were like helping each other write some stuff and like now you're just like yep yep <laughs> well okay instead of a I, yes and i'm getting a yep period i don't i, I don't know um you don't remember anything about veronica mars i no i remember veronica mars i mean what is wallace gonna do when he just played basketball and was in school and stuff like that that's a but that's a great thing now it's like the former high school athlete you know, yeah. captain of the team right 
What's he do? Does he play catch up games and like? No, no, no. Who cares? You're you're missing you're missing the court for the basketball here. Okay. It doesn't All matter right. that he that was his persona. Now he's 35 and has a bad leg and he can't play basketball. What's he done with himself? You right. Know, he he's, sells used cars or something like that, and he right. remembers. You know his former glory, right? Very tropey. Like that's been done. Yes, but you can start there and then do something else. Okay. What about um, what's his name? Who was like the leader of the gang? Dick. Gang? Oh, Eli? Yeah. I don't think that guy acts anymore. Really? Yeah. This is we don't. I don't. I didn't want to do this whole. We can do a <laughs> retrospective Veronica Mars show if you want. Okay. I just wanted to sort of uh, talk about. Give it. them some advice. Okay. Because I know they're listening. Uh, let's talk about somebody else who needs some advice. <laughs> this Pennyworth show, man, you know about this? No, I don't. Yes, the sexy, the sexy uh, Alfred show. Oh, I didn't know it was sexy. Remember that joke? Remember that joke in the Teen Titans movie? Yes, where they're like, Alfred, he's cleaning up the streets. Yes, or whatever. Well, it's all real. It's all real. There is going to be a Pennyworth show on uh, Epics. Okay. Wow. Why do we need this? I mean, I know he wasn't he like a spy before he like became Bruce Wayne's butler. Yeah. I mean, he was like a special forces, uh, like SAS like guy. Okay. And then maybe he did some spy stuff. So. And he was an actor. Okay. Well, I would focus it then, you know. And not... Look, we've all got cool backstories, <laughs> but you don't make a vamp. Uh, actually, they did, and it crashed and burned, and the game was definitely not afoot. But you don't make a prequel series about Dracula killing Ottomans. Three seasons of him leading, like you know, hmm, a person would look pretty good on a stick. Like he's having some hors d'oeuvres, and right. he's like, "Wait a minute, right? No." He's a vampire. Let's yes. just start there. Right. Uh, yeah, it's cool that Alfred like used to kick ass, but <laughs> it's it's like they took the le- huh. Gotham's been on just limping along on Fox for five seasons. I know. Let's go even farther back. Yeah, I know. Why not do like the Earth cooled? <laughs> like, we'll just watch uh, uh, ice comets bombard Earth. Oh my gosh! And you know. Meteors. deposit the water that will eventually become gotham bay yeah. screw you why, why is this happening <laughs> i don't know anyway the news is is that sexy jack o'bannon is gonna play alfred and then some lady who i've never heard of paloma faith is gonna play a, a the sexy villainess on the show okay great fantastic <laughs> It, I'm sorry I said it, anything. It sounds terrible. Yeah, let's talk about the cool superhero st- universe, which is, of course, MCU. Uh, Tom Holland unveiled the uh, new Spider-Man suit on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, really? A.K.A. the mouthpiece of Disney Marvel. Uh. And um, here's a picture of it. You can find it online, folks, if you just search for Tom Holland unveils Spider-Man suit. Okay. I mean, it looks fairly similar to what he had before, but yeah. This is their funny joke because he's always ruining things. Yes. And so, <laughs> yeah, he's, I'm, I didn't watch, he's, I'm sure okay. there's some kind of skit where he's like, oh, oh, whoops, I wasn't supposed to walk on here in my f- full suit. Well, he's not as bad as, what's his name, who plays Bruce Banner. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Huge fan. She's a, I'm sorry. A I'm, I'm like blanking on his name. Why am I blanking on his name? Okay, let's play a game. Okay. Ah, Mr. Data. 
Uh, Where's Guinan? Yeah, you're you're doing uh, um, wow, Mark you Twain. F- you've forgotten everything. And then, uh, uh, the, the they have ridges. Pringles. <laughs> what is the defining? No, not Pringles. Characteristic <laughs> of a Pringle. Sorry. <laughs> How flat it is. Yeah. And also flat. the inability to stop once one has popped. <laughs> um, ruffles. They have ridges. Right. So Mark Ruffle. There you go. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I heard he like ruined like the second Infinity War film when he was on some talk show. He, I didn't read it because I didn't want any either, spoilers. But I'm just assuming it because the first one was he was like, boy, half the people die. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. So he probably said like, everybody comes back. I know. So whatever. He probably did. Why, do they, why don't they just say, Mark, <laughs> you've earned a break. Yeah. Take, maybe, a, take a rest. Maybe don't go on any he's talk like, shows for uh, this one. Am I not going to go on the, on the tour with everybody? He's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Here's a ticket to you're, Hawaii. You're fine. Take it easy. Yeah. Goes to Hawaii and <laughs> spills the end the next 20 years of plots while eating poi. <laughs> well, that backfired. Uh, anyway, the suit is red and black. Okay. It looked blue to me, but I believe you. You are wrong. Okay. You are completely wrong. And you said that... It's a very dark blue, if it's blue at all. Okay. Um, right. Look at that. Come on, look. This is great radio. All right. Uh, it, yeah. It's hard for me to tell from this angle, but I, I believe you. Um, didn't you say that the... It's either Superior Spider-Man, yeah. although the hood that he is trying to get back from the one of the pages that took it or whatever um, doesn't have the gold, silvery, or, or reflective eyes. Okay. But whatever. Do you think that they are... This is supposed to um, herald a... A darker turn for the character? Do you think they are trying to find Maybe. a way into like a black suit or like a venom situation or any of these things? Here's my question. Forget those questions. Here's okay. the real question. Here's okay. the Uber question. Yes. Where are they gonna take the films from now on? They've done him in high school, which is something that <sighs> I don't know. Has been done before, but the, you know, it was like thirty year old Toby Maguire, you know, chasing after twenty seven year old Kirsten Dunst. It just yeah. never really felt real. Thirty no. five year old Flash Thompson trying to beat him up. So they like they nailed the high school thing. Yes. Where do they go from here? We've seen Spider-Man so much on TV or on a movie. Like, yes. What do they do? Um, I mean, they're going to do Mysterio. Well, I think you you have to do a villain that, you know, really gets to him. Like, I know Vulture was like, it was bad because it was like his dates or, or you know, his potential girlfriends, like dad and like. He was evil yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, Misunderstood. Dangerous. Dangerous. Really evil. Yeah, okay. Violent. Um, but I think you need somebody who really gets to um, Spider-Man and gets under his skin and, like, you know, maybe, like, taunts hurting Aunt May or something like that. Um, Finish it. Yeah. <laughs> We're not there yet. No. We'll talk about Willem Dafoe later. Yeah. I agree, except for the fact that we did that already for three films. Yeah, I know. Four, if you count Dane DeHaan's abortion. So um, the question remains open. Check this out. Okay. If you have some memories and you've got some moonlight. Yes. What have you got? Moonlight Moonlight memories. memories. 
Is you? Wow. <laughs> what? What did I do? All, cil- all cylinders firing. Uh, we're talking about a new type of universal monster. It is a one that likes to lick up some cream and to sing on a Cats. fence. Yeah. It's Heathcliff. Remember Heathcliff? I remember Heathcliff. <laughs> Let's. There's got to be some podcast out there that goes into the Heathcliff slash Garfield. Uh, yes. Dialectic. Yeah. Because they were both on at the same time and both they were orange, both orange cats. Lazy cats. Yeah. One loves lasagna. One takes a fish, puts it in his mouth, pulls out a skeleton. Yep. You got it. Why don't you talk for a while? Uh- <laughs> One doesn't like Mondays. And you don't have to keep talking about that. All right, fine. <laughs> Talk about how horrible Universal Pictures Cats is going to be. I think it's going to be an abortion. I think it is just going to Talk about be why it terrible. exists, period. <sighs> Except for musicals kind of hot right now, but like on TV? Uh, musicals. Why are we doing this? Yeah, I know. This has been out for so long. Why are we doing a movie adaptation of it now? Oh, it only took 30 years. I know. Yeah. Like, I... I the 70s i would be like yeah okay i see it but like now and i mean for a while there i don't know if it's is it still running on broadway because for a while there it was like the longest running show yeah i don't think that it is um running regularly on broadway okay but yeah um i think i don't know they just decided this is a perfect storm and like musicals are this is a big musical and nobody's ever done it before so let's go ahead and do it and let's cast taylor swift and idris alba and uh who else did i see was like recently added to well it? i think you've it exists period because of the involvement of jennifer hudson and taylor yes. swift yeah and gaga is didn't want to do it <laughs> i mean I, I didn't hear that she was attached ever but Right. That's the first person you go to, right? Right. But, Especially uh, right Bradley now. Bradley Cooper got so to her. So hot right now. Yeah, but Bradley Cooper got to her first. Yeah, okay. So, um, and it's directed by uh, Toby Hooper, who, or not Toby Hooper, <laughs> I wish, uh, by Tom Hooper, who's done The uh, Danish Girl, and okay. uh, he, he did The uh, King's Speech, and uh, he did Les Miserables. So it's like, okay. well, we've it's been six, seven, or eight years. Let's do another musical. Sure. And I know it's being produced by one of the people that did Les Miserables. So they're just, you know, they're just trying to make this musical thing happen. Yes. But wasn't Les Miserables just kind of okay and wasn't like yeah. a huge success and yeah. wasn't like critically loved? So we're doing this. And so Ian McKellen, who can't yes. sing- uh, we'll be in this. Yes. And Idris Elba. And yeah. what bothers me is that it's, I don't think that Taylor Swift should headline it. I think Taylor Swift has been pretty smart about, I think the smartest thing would be to just not act. But right. she's been very smart about just being a supporting player in things, mm-hmm. showing up on Glee or whatever. Right. I don't know if she actually did, but that that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little, like, she should probably be, she's like five or six down when I hear the names on this. Like, yeah. Like, she should have top billing, right? Probably. Or close. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember, I think there's more boy cats and girl cats in cats. Yeah, I think you're right. So maybe Jennifer Hudson knocks her out as somebody who has more experience with the movie mu- uh, movie musical thing. Yes. But is she just going to show up and be like, I'm um, Whisker Man or whatever. Yeah. One, I... I got one song. <laughs> I kind of hope not, but I don't know. Uh, Do you think that she, what is this show anymore? Do you think that she 
watches. She goes, puts on a ball cap and glasses like Chris Evans Mm -hmm. and goes to watch Star is Born. And she's just like, (laughs) she's just like, what, what she's twisting her tennis diamond tennis bracelet in her hands the little <laughs> diamonds explode Go all over, over the place yeah she's like motherfucker <laughs> or do you I think don't that think so because you know i mean well she's not even 30 yet but at some point she'll be like i don't want to tour anymore i don't who cares right and she'll probably try to, to act right i could see this it is really important you have to answer this question yes i can see it I need to um, know uh what the future is I, I, because she's not a good actress. No. I mean, I, I don't know how hard she's worked at it, but if you look at her in the Penny Marshall movies or her SNL stuff, like she's right. it's not good. Enthusiastic, no. not not really good. No. And it's different from singing. It's like some yeah. people can make that transition, like yeah. like like a Jennifer Hudson, would you say? Um, but we got there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I gotta say, Tom Waits is pretty good. <laughs> Look, we're just giving it all away. I know. Little appetizers. I know. Little flies and spiders. Exactly. Before they bring the kitten in. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got before we wrap up and eat that kitten? Uh, looks like the Flash movie. I think we had talked about this before, but uh, it has been pushed back to 2021. Yeah. Ironic that the Flash movie would be so slow. Yes, exactly. To get here. <laughs> uh, Brian Singer's in the news again. Oh, boy. Uh, as uh, Esquire is publishing an article about uh, sexual assault allegations against him. Oh, great. And he basically preemptively came out and said, no, it's not true. Which he said before. Of course. I haven't read the article. Um, I'll do a thing on it. I don't know. I, I won't. I mean, I'm going to read it. But um, if you're interested, you could check out the article at Esquire. What's uh, what do you do? We talked about this last week. Yeah. At this point, you just find even w- whether it's true or not, you just find a way to go. Okay, you know it's not true, and I'm available for comment and interview. But I've got I'm money. I'm fine. Right. I'm gonna back away. I'm gonna put this thing on hold. You know, I'm not because he. Div- it's not like he needs work. Like he is right. a production company. Yeah. So you just go. Everybody, just take a break. Don't go to Hawaii. Don't go to Hawaii. Because <laughs> of <laughs> read the article, but everybody just take a break, and I'll set up that Today Show interview, and I'll go defend myself. I'm, this is in a universe where he's totally innocent. Right. If he's not different, but different the plan story. still looks the same. Yeah. Just chill out, retire, come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show up for work. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can't important. not show up for work if there's no work to show up for. Ooh. Touching very smart. the side of my head. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, in the realm of gothic, uh, neo gothic fiction, yes. Uh, Fox Studios picked up the Dresden Files for development. Okay. Um, that could be good. It's already been done. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Blackwood played played uh, Harry Dresden. Oh, on, uh, okay. On, uh, was it syndicated or was it? Uh, I'm not sure. CW. I don't know. Do you want me to pick a story that you can actually contribute um, to? Oh, I mean, sorry. you can contribute your opinions of things to anything. You don't I... have to know anything. This show exists because I talk without knowing anything. <laughs> That's. I, I I'm not familiar with the Dresden Files TV show. I I don't know. Do you know anything about the Dresden Files? Um, when we've talked to Melissa F. Olsen and she yeah, mentions the Dresden Files. Yeah, I know. Files. I know. It's their popular books. It's a popular book series. Or is it Paul Blackstone? What's his name? Um, you talk about Dresden Files. I'll figure out if I meant the magician Harry Blackstone or not. Um, 
it's, it's what is his name? I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. You're gonna talk. But more. he's um. Yes, he, he was on Arrow. But you're gonna talk about the Dresden Files. Um, there. I mean, there are books about about magic, and uh, I think let he's me, a, a male wizard. Let me. Let me say this in the nicest way possible. No offense to Jim Butcher, who has worked very hard on these and is a is a great like pulp author. But yeah, it's Constantine, right? I mean, it's just Hellblazer. I, I guess <laughs> it's so. just Hellblazer. Yeah, um, it's a little bit Constantine. Sure, you're you're running out of steam on this one, huh? <laughs> I I don't know what else to say. Um, Paul Blackstone. Okay. Great. You held up your end well. Uh, what else? Uh, Netflix is kicking ass still. Okay. Um, they are, It's once again, We it's hard to determine how their numbers are counted up since they don't really they don't give official it? stats. Yeah. But um, they do have an earnings report because they are a uh, publicly traded company, right? Okay, sure. And so they supposedly um, smashed all their records uh, in this latest quarter in Q3. They are up 50%. From the second quarter. Oh, well, that's good. This is a company that just cancels some of the high-profile shows. Yes. So what's what's up? What's the disconnect? Um, I don't know. I mean, they're probably going to, um, you know, uh, have some other new series that they're going to put out there, and uh, um, I think maybe they they did well because um. They are trying to be choosy about what shows they um, produce and put out there. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, they've had some success with... Um, that guy who's walking around the fountain and he's juggling, right? <laughs> right. The cornerstone. Um, well, I think, I mean, Lost in Space did okay, right? I mean, if I had finished it, I yeah. could tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying I to did think. it. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I don't is, know. It's Schrodinger's like streaming network. Like I just apparently they're kicking ass, and right. all they do is release shows that people are like, Ugh. it's okay. Mm. Yeah. I like. I watched uh, the Bleach movie, and that was that was okay. Well, anime fans yeah. don't agree. Yeah, I know. Uh, they just anime adaptation after anime adaptation. Some even aren't just, hey, I'm I'm a white guy who's writing it on a notebook. They're literally like in Japan by Japanese. They're just Japanese adaptations that Netflix slaps its name on. Yeah. People still don't like them. So I feel like the brand is semi-toxic. I feel like it can be. Um, like, like we've talked about before how like when they like uh, – display not display uh, when they showcase like films at like festivals people have booed before oh, they, when they, they are completely shows. backing out of all that yeah to the point where when they showed their films at um either venice or con this year mm-hmm. they took their trailer off the front of them like it still says netflix pictures percent but all their films used to like if anything, they've got here through branding. Like, yeah. you know, how many late night monologue jokes are about Netflix or whatever and right. chill. And so all their films started with, yeah, you know, sure. in the end. Yeah. They mm-hmm. took that off because it was, people were throwing things at the screen. Oh now, and that's the snob elite, you know, uh, film agencia or whatever. Right. So that doesn't mean 
Maybe the person just on their couch in the very smack dab middle of flyover country doesn't care at all. But right. I feel like they're not even watching the anime adaptations. Yeah. They're just watching Cake Boss or something. Right. So maybe it's just getting by on Cake Boss. And this is me looking accusingly at somebody who has devoured just about every season there is of the British Baking Show. Yeah, and the British I don't Bake know Off. what she's going to do when she runs out. Well, I there isn't any more on Netflix right now that I haven't seen. So now what? <laughs> I don't know. I need to find a new series. Back to nailed it. <laughs> oh, sweet thing, Zan doesn't love you. Babylon don't love you. Blackthorn. It's Blackthorn. So we finally got it. It's Paul Blackthorn. Okay. Like it matters. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh he was a good, he was a good uh, Terry Dresden. Yeah. So uh, no casting on the uh, Dresden Files thing yet, but just just keep it up. Matt Ryan's like, I'm available. I can do an American accent. <laughs> Don't jump ship now. You've kept going this long. Yeah, I know. What are we talking about? Um, <laughs> slide whistle. It just keep adding more <laughs> syllables to it. Uh, I was thinking about, you know, Steakums? No. Steakums is disgusting, but Steakums is a brand of frozen steak strips. Okay. Which you can just get a bag of Tyson strips or whatever. Sure. You know, I'm sure like any meat company worth its salt, uh, so to speak, has it. But Steakums is like, a you know, it's like a premier brand of frozen steak that's gross and doesn't work at all. But gross. if you put enough... You know, Philly cheese on it. Can't tell the difference. Right. And also their Twitter is getting weird. Like their Twitter is going on weird political rants really? recently. Not important. I was just huh. thinking like, how did you never think to do a Dracula thing? Yeah, I mean, I'm not kidding. I, I want to suck your blood, but I'll take a cheese steak instead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> try steak ups. Ooh, no, no, don't worry. <laughs> No garlic, I swear. You got the steak. Yeah. <laughs> make mine with no garlic. <laughs> Don't go. And then you can have your theme song. Don't go staking my um. Oh, my God. <laughs> I couldn't if I tried. <laughs> All right. So I'll take it. Uh, okay. Dracula. Why is there a Dracula? We talked already a little bit about what's attractive, so to speak, about him. Upper, upside down spider. Yes. It's actually a. Right side down spider, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose <laughs> Otherwise it is. Otherwise, you couldn't get around. Yeah. Uh, but why? Why does it continue to seduce, if you will? Um, I Please think, do. I think it is a seductive story about, you know, um, a man who, uh, it just, he's he's driven to suck blood and he, like, wants to suck blood of young women and like uh turn them into vampires and and it's all of uh, sex and std metaphor right <laughs> yeah largely um i would but agree then with why that. but why would everybody go yeah you know that story about that guy that gives all these girls aids oh man that's my favorite story <laughs> i don't think it's that simple no i think you're right um like, I mean, Van Helsing is a great character ever, that's in it, too. Somebody's ever, like, kissing you and then just bites down in your neck really hard. 
You ever go like, oh, oh, right? That's how it goes, right? <laughs> or do you call the cops? Uh, well, I, geez. um, I, I, I mean, think it could be sensual, but it, it could also just be freak you out. Learning all kinds of things about you here. <laughs> um, but it could also just like freak you out and be like, what the hell are you doing? None of that was ever a part of it. I think that that I think film, which is first and foremost obsessed with image, mm-hmm. introduced that. Okay. And so the first time that you could see, um, we'll just give Orlock a pass, uh, a Bella Lugosi, you know, a right. dapper uh, gentleman who, if not is super handsome, is at least, you know, take, takes a shower. Just take a shower. Right. And has got some money. Right. Uh, him, you know, leaning over um, a, a hot, you know, Mary Pickford-esque, you know, uh, girl. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I'm jerking off in my seat. My I gosh. live in 1925. Like, I don't, I've never seen anything like this before. Right. And from there on, it just became that aspect of it. It's like now it's like Dracula 2000. He's got to get all his, his sluts together. and <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it was always a, an element. But really, like, it's, it's the tail end. It's really an amateur's throwing his hat in the ring to invasion literature which has a troublesome sort of tradition definitely in in england but foreigners they're coming over here yeah they're taking our jobs right and our ladies right and our blood what (laughs) and just like you know the whole blood bible and and jewish thing people make a big deal out of that i don't think that's really present in Dracula, per se, I don't no. think that Stoker was like Jews because yeah. he could have made he could have just made Dracula Jewish. You know what I mean? Right. But I mean, those cultural negative emotions are definitely there. I think, but yeah, it's just like this whole the weird the the Orient, you know, is coming to us. Also, the sort of infectiousness or perceived infectiousness mm-hmm. of Islam and that sort of thing, like. All the white knights, literally, right. uh, the good guys are in Europe, and we don't know about that. The Eastern uh, Empire, like you know, right. maybe you fight the Turks too long, and now you're wearing a turban, and it's like this cultural creep and that sort of thing. Right now, that's what's going on in in Dracula. But yeah, vampires have existed long before Bram Stoker ever put oh for sure quill to paper. So, yeah. like, what's the What's the what's the thing there? Before we had movies, we told ourselves stories. Right. Why the vampire? Um, Why the vampire? Well, I mean, I think there are cases of like, you know, people who were in a coma and they thought they were dead or something like that, and they buried them alive and like. <laughs> you know, they are claw marks on the coffin, that sort of thing, and that's why they put like started putting bells on the coffin, like in case somebody like was like scratching at it or something like that um don't go staking my own yeah so i think that has added to um the vampire legend and then like just um you know something creepy that like only comes out at night you know and uh they don't eat food. They drink blood. So they need I've got something. That. Yeah, exactly. I've got blood. Exactly. So everybody. I, I, want, I need my blood. Right. Everybody is vulnerable. 
Um, it's the difference between a Frankenstein and a Dracula is that a Dracula, I mean, I'm a vampire, Nosferatu. Right. The Strigoi, the undead. Um, <laughs> it's it's a more even though we've spent a lot of time building up the legend, it's a more visceral thing. Frankenstein, you have to understand science, right? You have to understand, you know, for, you need you need a god or a natural order, right? And you need to build up the skills and, and technology and equipment and ambition to subvert the natural order, mm-hmm. and then you have to drive sail and walk around europe while yes. a guy kills all your family yeah <laughs> it's just it's like a next advanced tertiary next level kind of uh, a story whereas mm-hmm. like dead guy come ki- drink blood yeah no no exactly turn into werewolf right yes I it's know. also i think you know, we were talking about this before i think off the air about how dracula is like Dracula is where is a werewolf, yes. or can be a werewolf. Yes. So why is some guy in a denim shirt <laughs> who didn't shave? Why must I be scared of him? Right. Um, and I think it's really because Dracula is so basic, and I'm not talking about the um, satin cape and the right. you know upside down spider. Right. Um, but that idea of the vampire is so basic that it can reach into a lot of things, and a lot of things get added onto it. Yeah, and if you you can true. read about it, if you can go to Wikipedia or something like that. But there's a great um, episode of X Files called Bad Blood, uh, which is their own. It's their Rashomon type episode uh, sure. that where Luke Wilson's on it. And at one point, Mulder's talking about the different. There's hundreds of different kinds of vampires. There's you know the Stutergoi, and there's the Vierkerlock, and there's the vampire that eats its burial shroud, and the one that uh, only eats poop, like the poop eating vampire. <laughs> And um, these different aspects, which now we think of like, oh, that's a Stoker vampire. That's a White Wolf vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Dresden says that they really like bomb pops or something like that. Right. The red part is blood. <laughs> uh, the blue, uh, we don't know. Um, the, if just from village to village, there would just be a different idea. And nobody right. called them vampires and nobody thought that they would show up in rented formal wear. But, <laughs> but they knew that like... W- and it's not necessarily based on a real... You mentioned the coma thing. Yeah, that happened. But I just think that there are these things that we worry about, you know, going back to when we just sat around fires in a cave, you know? Yes. We, we put all those rocks on Ugg because we don't want to see Ugg again. Right. And we shouldn't see Ugg again. No. The saber-toothed tiger did for him. Right. And if we did, something would be really wrong. Exactly. And... Um, we're 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 civilized because we killed the mammoth, and then we found out that if we put the you know make the meat hot, it tastes better. Right. And this other guy who he's not good enough to kill the mammoth, he just licked, licked some of the blood that was left because we took all the good meat. Uh-huh. And so that's you don't want to be like that. No. And that turns into like oh you drink blood. It's like the quickest way. No, it's more sophisticated to like have a salad and, and do all this stuff. Right. He, he's the ultimate transgressor. Like he's the ultimate. He He's out at night when you're supposed yes. to be out at day. That's what yes. industrious people do. Often sickness, plague and disease are associated with him, mm-hmm. you know, with a vampire. And that's all bad. And that comes from l- lack of cleanliness. You know, right. that comes from the the the. 
a sewage system which takes all that stuff away all the developments all the intellectual stuff like he is just the opposite of all these things and then you add on the the sex and all that stuff and he becomes that's when it becomes fun to be a vampire you go from um a Count Orlock, who is just a monster, yeah, uh, who can can't even really function without disguising himself. If he, no. and then even when he decides to, and we're kind of getting into our talk now about Nosferatu. Even when he decides to, like, I'm going to the city. Like he's got to put the coffins on the thing by himself. He's just walking around because, with a coffin <laughs> because he doesn't have any servants, and this is what right. you've talked about. But it also shows him, you know, alone. He stands apart yes. because society doesn't drink blood they eat salad and they take a bath and they don't have a plague and they go to bed at night and right stay up late like a teenager what i want to know is like were those just all of his coffins with dirt in them or do they have other vampires in them we don't we don't see other vampires no we should talk about that so we talked we've talked about the book 1897 yep um some i think it was somewhat popular but it didn't really pay off uh, he did not die a rich man. Okay. Uh, Stoker. Um, but of course, look what we've got now. Yeah. I know it was made into a play at one point. Yeah, it was. That was um, that, Frankenstein too. That's a lot of yeah. the... Um, mm-hmm. But you have to think maybe literacy, not, not so much back then. Yeah. You, so, you're probably right yeah, about that. And this that. is the sort of thing that would appeal. A scholar would go, tosh, this is poppycock. <laughs> But it appeals to, you know, the growing middle class yeah. who is not quite up up to speed maybe reading just yet, but mm-hmm. they can go to see a play, no problem. Right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, successful after his death, uh, there's an estate. Yes. And you've got this guy, F.W. Murnau, who is a German director, expressionist director at this time, but would become one of the, the greats um, both there and in Hollywood of the silent film era wants to make a movie, you know, about this thing. Sees this play, thinks it's a great idea. Let's do this. Right. And Stoker's wife says, no. Yes. I don't have any details as to why. Right. I don't know if it wasn't sweet enough or she just thought, I don't know about this moving picture thing. Right. (laughs) But she said no. And in the spirit of BitTorrent, (laughs) he's like, we're doing it anyway. I know. And decided to do it on his own. And his screenwriter just sort of changed some stuff. Yep. And yeah, they made Nosferatu, which, oh boy, I really like that Keanu Reeves one for my own personal reasons. Yes. But both in terms of significance and in construction, it's a pretty good film. It is a pretty good film. I, I, I love that movie. Yeah. And it's your, it's, we're so, we're almost a hundred years away from it now. So it really does work as a period piece in terms of like, oh, I'm acting. Right. And for some reason, we think that we have to like put, dark circles around everybody's eyes so they stand out or something yeah i know <laughs> but everybody looks like a zombie already if the makeup around the eyes is very yeah um, and yeah, there are so many definite. scenes shot at night that were not shot at night <laughs> night falls across Wittberg. no it doesn't yeah i know this isn't even at least is, it doesn't look like night. day for everything yeah exactly yeah but it's a pretty good movie mm-hmm. like it's it's scary um it's, I mean, they to tell you it's got five acts. Right. But there's a couple of loose ends, but you know, like the acting is good. And, you know, compared to, no offense, James Whale, but Frankenstein is just like, ah, oh, just keep the camera going for a while. But <laughs> they like knew what they were doing mm-hmm. making this movie. Yeah, they did. You agree with me, but what'd you think about Nosferatu? Um, 
I thought it I thought it was a, a good film. Um I thought it was well acted. Um I, the the guy who played Nosferatu was really scary. Like Shrek, yeah. Um and uh he just kind of stood there and was just I don't know, scary and, and like <laughs> uh in a way that like like Bella Lugosi like kind of just stands there too and uh he's just creepy in a different way because it's like highlighted on his eyes and his eyes are just like like bouncing out at you but um yeah they they really um i don't know if they they didn't invent the having like the, the key light or whatever like right in the eyes but they um certainly used it they used it an awful lot um i thought uh the guy who played hutter who is the solicitor in nosferatu i thought he did a good job um what did you think about Knowing the story of Dracula, yes, uh, the Stoker story, yes, and um, if you're not familiar with certain elements, having them refreshed by the very faithful adaptation by Coppola, yeah, what do you think about the changes they made? Clearly, to differentiate from copyrighted material, yeah, which, by the way, uh, I think as you were telling me before, did not help them. <laughs> they were sued, yes, and they a German were. court, which didn't just say pay up, a German court. Two scariest words in in our language. Right. I uh, was like, "All right, destroy your film." I know. And they went about destroying it. And of course, I mean, you there were copies that yeah, survived. Thank God. Thank God. Or exactly. we would have lost this classic. Yeah. But yeah. Exactly. Um, so I feel like the changes that they make are really minor, in general. Really. Um. Yeah. I mean, they they change the name of the count. He's Count Orlock, and it's Orlock's Castle. And they call him Nosferatu. They don't call him a vampire. And then it's Hutter instead of um, Harker. <laughs> and uh, Ellen instead of Mina. Um, there's no Lucy character. That's a big change. Uh, that is a big change. Um, no blue for lady. No blue for lady. Uh, there... Is there a Van Helsing? I can't remember now. I yes and no. There's okay. a character I can't remember. He's Doctor Something, and it's in the like the middle of the film, like in the third act, which is sort of the interregnum in the story where Dracula is traveling. So now we've got Hutter Harker and uh, Dracula, who both now this is the travel portion of the yes. film. It's not a weak, soft middle. It's just to take a break in between the, oh, my God. Right. I'm so scared. Right. Uh, I got that when that train came at the screen, I really was scared. But this is even scarier. <laughs> um, and that we cut to a scientist who is saying. Oh, that's right. The Venus flytrap. Yes. This. And like, oh, the, the polyp eats the paramecium or whatever. Right. And it that's that's my thing about like there there is definitely I mean, the whole thing is um, this sort of clash between and it doesn't come down on a side of a winner but it's a clash between the superstition which we're clearly dealing with a supernatural creature yeah. and the people are like read this book and he's like oh, i don't need a book right but then we see the science in the rational world and the he that character never really comes back or does anything like it's not like he right uh, we've eliminated the sisters he doesn't have to kill them or tell them anything about mina there's no lucy so we don't need right. a van helsing necessarily that's true but he explains these these vampiristic predatory tendencies in nature and that gives us the sort of parallel to like oh this i don't know what the purpose of it is because like i said the film's not trying to make like a a scientific or philosophical treatise right but it does give you if it's almost as like if you can't believe this 
there are things in our world that do similar things that exist only to trap and destroy, you know, and kill other things. Right. Um, there is a character kind of like Renfield that's block or knock knock. Um, he's like Hutter's boss and he kind of goes crazy by proxy and Which, like yeah um maybe uh, steal a little charles dickens too yeah <laughs> yeah it was a little charles dickens yeah. for sure he was kind of scrooge like um and yeah and then he was going crazy and he escaped like renfield like somehow was able like in the bella lugosi one like it's like well, oh it's nighttime again save it yeah okay. we'll get there all right i actually thought that he i like renfield as a concept but and it's i can't speak specifically to the details of the novel it's been a while since i've read it and i didn't read it before this but why is there a renfield he's all he, all he is is flavor flave to dracula right yes. he's just like yeah my man drac he knows what time it is right that was my Flavor Flav slash Tom, Tom Waits. Uh, I kind of want to develop this some more, but we got to move on. <laughs> but he has no real focus. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, sp- I mean, you he can be replaced. Point. Yeah, and he's just trapped in this cell the whole time. Well, whereas Knock Block Flop, I think it's Knock Knock. Yeah, gets to run around. He kills a guy. He, yeah. While he's running off, like the people could be like, should we look into this plague thing? But instead, they're like chasing him around. Yep. There's some great scenes with that. Also, you get the idea that they do catch him and they don't know how important it is they catch him, but they catch him and, and they stick him back on the thing. And when he's trapped in the thing, he can't run and, and wake Count Orlock up. Yeah. You know, he can't thwart. Um, Ellen's plan to, right. to, to destroy him. Right. Which is a huge change. Yeah. Because, and that's a total invention, is the idea that the only way to beat this guy is to basically sacrifice yourself, give him that, that good, that good lady. Yeah. yeah, that knocks him out. And then, you know, he's destroyed by sunlight. The invention of the filmmakers, uh-huh. like that was ne- that's not part of Stoker's legend. This is the first time we ever see a vampire that is totally destroyed by sunlight. Okay, and that would propagate forever. People still think yes. of like, oh, the sun. Right, exactly. Give me my steakums. <laughs> um, so I think it's revolutionary. Okay, well, I mean, it is different when Ellen like sacrifices herself um yeah and it's oh, gee, a woman with agency yeah i know <laughs> in a vampire movie yeah so um so i mean i guess she's dead at the end of the film too so yeah um yeah uh they they beat him because of the sunlight and i think they beat him because of the sunlight because he was so greedy when he saw that Ellen's window was open. He had to go to her and everything, not thinking about what time of day it is and that he might be caught outside, you know, when the sunlight is coming in. Yeah, we never really, I mean, it's it's early mm-hmm. in movies yeah. uh, as far as like developing things and, you know, setting up guns and whatever. But right. like he sees a little tiny cameo of her. He's yes. like, oh, I got to get her. Right, exactly. <laughs> He's like, what a beautiful neck. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to eat some sailors. I'm going to like have some rats hanging right. out with me, and I'll be- eat a bunch of people. Yes. 
and also people will die of the plague. I think he brings the plague. Yeah. So people are dying of plague. Yeah. But also nobody's asking any questions when he's just draining people because it's like, oh, they just died of the plague. Right. So it works out. Right. Like he could, a couple weeks this town would be empty, but well, it was and, a good, good meal for him. And the ship shows up and they kind of call it a ghost ship because like everybody on it is dead yeah. or, um, you know, the captain is still tied to the yeah um it's all in the to book. the steering wheel but um yeah yeah but he's dead so, so um final thoughts about Nosferatu I mean I, we'll talk more about stuff as we go but um I I thought it was uh really scary uh, I thought it was a good you know uh, a good film I'm glad that we still have some copies of it around um and that we were able to see it for this um I've never seen it before so um, it was it was good to see it. Uh, his nails are really long in it, so it just makes his hands even yeah. creepier. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's kind of got pointy ears. I and... thought the costumes were great because it's in 1922, but they they've set it even earlier. Yes, um, even earlier than Dracula is set. Like they set it in like Uncle Scrooge time, like the <laughs> mid 19th century. Yeah, and so. They're pretty much like right on with all the costumes. Um, Orlock's long like button coat is awesome. And then yes. he's, for, a, for a while, he's wearing like the traditional sort of like a wrappy um, Turkish, Turkish hat. Yeah, sort of like um, a traditional um, hat. Um, I think, I mean, they take blood as life. That's in there. We'll see that many, many more times. Mm-hmm. And also the... Um, the, the stop motion <laughs> like first of all i like how they have vampiric speed yes they're using um was it fritz arno who's the ca- famous yeah. cameraman that was yeah. on it but like fritz. he's using the um the undercranking you know to like whoa this camera carriage is going really fast right right <laughs> or uh orlock you know puts the things up the coffins up stacks them on the thing yes. and then he gets in the one and then the, the top goes Ooh. yeah that was great <laughs> yeah that was hilarious they're using like all these camera tricks and stuff yeah um just gotta shoot it actual night right man i know <laughs> the moon's bright yeah i no kidding looks like daylight out <laughs> or the when he comes out of the boat you know and the thing the the canvas retracts itself and then yes. the thing opens up and he goes and he raises up. up yeah yeah that's that great yeah that was very vampire like um vampira <laughs> well we'll save that we'll, okay. we'll get to that in a different show so yeah um that uh was a successful for nobody <laughs> because uh in the long run it became very successful right uh, and of course it was by the people who actually got to see it uh was lauded as a uh, classic but that moves us on to Universal going, speaking of blood, right? we can squeeze a lot out of this one. Yeah. Uh, 1931's Dracula. Yes. Starring Bella Lugosi. Yes. Who had played the role on, on stage. stage for a long time. Yeah. Before being chosen. The um, producers didn't want him. Yeah. They had many other actors lined yeah. up. Uh, I think they, well, I think they wanted, I'm not really sure why, but I think they wanted like, a movie star, like a contract, you know, one sure. of their guys, but he talked them into it. And he became a movie star. Yeah. Largely because well, of this role. monster movies, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Todd Browning, which um, is, is neat, but I don't, I mean, this is creepy. All the good parts of this movie are definitely Todd Browning, uh-huh. but it's not Todd Browning enough. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It could have been weirder. 
creepier. I, I would agree with that. You know, it could have, you know, if the, the freaks guy. I mean, come on. Like, it yeah. could have been. I mean, what <laughs> flash that we get where I'm like, we're in for a ride. And then the movie becomes a rather conventional sort of spooky 1931 movie. Uh, the bee in the coffin? Yes. <laughs> now, That's so random. Please explain this to me. Was that supposed to be a giant bee? Like he's got a, there's a huge bee and it's a miniature, <laughs> but it's not shot right. I think they're more skilled with miniatures than that, right? Yeah. This is supposed to be, you got a dead guy in a coffin? Maybe he's got a pet bee that lives in a coffin. <laughs> Never comes back. No. Never comes back. Never show it again. And then there's just like one, I know there's a couple, there's three sisters later, but there's also just like a lady gets up. Yep. You're just like, it's waking up time at the at the cemetery. Yeah. There's a possum walking around. <laughs> yeah, it's armadillos. Later armadillos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's just random. It's like, are those other vampires like in shape-shifting or what have you? Vampire armadillo. Or are they their pets? Native to London. Yeah, exactly. Uh, talk about the changes. Like what happens in this film compared to the other versions of the story? Um... Let's see what does change. Um, well, we instead of having Harker go to visit uh, Dracula, we have Renfield going to visit Dracula. So we see Renfield going, and then he after he returns, he's crazy and he's in a uh, insane asylum, and he is Doctor Seward's patient. Um, so I mean that follows but we don't we do have harker but he doesn't do a whole lot um he is engaged to mina there's also yeah there's also a lucy but seward yeah um let's just put all these characters together right yeah mina is seward's hey american production why'd you cut the cowboy (laughs) the most american thing in the film i know (laughs) um they cut the cowboy they cut arthur um so Lucy, yeah, because they had Edward Van Sloan. Yeah, he he does double duty because he plays the the Van Helsing character in Frankenstein as well. Oh He's my like, gosh. I'm the older doctor who's gonna set you straight and tell you what's going on. Right. And, oh my god, I've been choked to death. Yeah. Um. So like Lucy in this is like it's kind of a crappy role in this film like. She's like, oh, I think he's handsome, and I think he's, enga- you know, yeah. charming and stuff like that. And then, oh, DTF. And then he comes in and bites her. And the next You're scene dead. we see is like them trying to do a blood transfusion or what have you, or she's dead somehow. She died. I don't know. And then also, and then she's not in the film anymore. And also, we've heard rumors of. Oh, call blimey! I heard uh, that a lady in white is is eating kids. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> Somebody we, shoot that guy. And we're assuming, yeah, I know. And we're assuming it's Lucy. And then Mina talks about how he she saw her one night in like. Do we ever wrap that up? No. So no. hopefully, once we destroy Van- Dracula, yeah, that'll take care of Lucy too. I guess they never chase that down. No, they never do. There's a blooper lady walking around. Still. Yeah, and like. They're they're like they don't they don't kill Lucy on screen. They don't talk about how they killed Lucy. I mean, so as far as we know, she's still walking around like killing kids. Yeah. So <sighs> that's a loose thread for this film. Yeah, this is a bunch of loose threads. Yeah. In this film, this is uh, the farther away that we get from uh, 
James Whale's Frankenstein, the, yeah. the more I don't like it. <laughs> oh, really? This is a much, this is a better film than Frankenstein. Yeah. And it's more, God, Germans, you know, they knew how to make cars and they knew how to make films. Yes. Um, but this is, this hangs together better and there are better scenes for the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, like things kind of get dropped. We've got a character that's thrown away like Lucy. Yeah. Which you could argue she's thrown away in the story. Yeah. But it's just like we don't want our heroine Mina to get thrown away. But we want to see how bad it can get for a girl that gets bitten by. Right. You know, Before she's the, she's we the see what exhibit that happened a. to yeah. Mina. Yeah. But in this, like we get a little more from Mina. And I think that she, her character, we see things. Th- this is pre-Haze Code. Nothing yes. gets too sexy. No. But I, I liked seeing how she's like, oh, let's. Oh, I love the night, and it's about as like you know, Sadie Frost is going to do a lot of gyrating in that movie we're going to talk about next. Right, it's as close as we could really get in 1931. Uh huh. But it's it like works, and yeah. you see that she's you don't get this on a lot of like early acting. There isn't a lot of deviousness without like a close up of somebody going oh. Right. But you see that she is clearly like luring John into a position where she can victimize him yes but under the guise of like oh i'm fun like oh let's come oh, on. kiss yeah, me let's, let's yeah we're dating kiss me right what's that mr bat yeah <laughs> she just starts talking to a bat i know and he's like huh that's that's weird and then she's like no get away from me i'm i'm dangerous and stuff like that right yeah but she's got this conflict yeah at the same yeah. time she she's very conflicted um which i think is is it's interesting and um uh, it makes the character more interesting yeah. because in, in this version, she still really loves John, but she knows she's afraid she's going to hurt him. Yeah. And, um, she is attracted to Dracula because he has fed on her right. and like, she feels not because compelled. they're lost souls who have reincarnated. Right. Yes. We'll get to it. We'll get to that. Um, why is, why are they all, why is it in London? I'm not saying like sail that ship all the way around to is Bram Stoker LA. from London. Yeah, but like okay. they're clearly all American actors. Yeah, <laughs> except for oh, we'll take care of that Renfield. Oh, yeah, I, am. I know. Oh, I know. Geez. Every these Nobody all these really... thirty movies have to have the funny guy. Oh, that's a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah, nobody really has an accent in this, yeah. or or very convincing one, anyways. Um, We're talking well, about... Van Helsing has an accent that's yeah. not English. Well, but he's Dutch or whatever. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about Renfield before and how I think that um, Nock is a sort of better, more utilized version of the character. Yeah. This is an interesting way to go, too. Yeah. You know, here's my thing. Hmm. The way that a, a adaptation deals with its Renfield tells you how much they've thought about this. Okay. Because in this they go, why is he just a guy that just shows up? In the asylum. I know. Like we've got, we've taken Seward and we've made him the Mina's father because I yes. guess we need that character and we've wiped everybody else out. You could have Seward go, I mean, he does hang around the asylum a little bit, but right. like you could have the thing with him studying like we've got this weird patient and he likes to eat flies or whatever. But instead it's like Renfield begins. <laughs> yeah, I know. And we get to see it and Dwight Fry does a great job. Like this is like... You think about like old timey acting and like more natural sort of acting. Like he's doing like a modern like acting role. Yeah, in for his because sure. there's times when he's just like he 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 he's like just yeah. totally nuts, and there's other right. times he's like 
get away from me. I don't want you to get hurt. And right. he's just running around. and He's trying to warn them to get Mina away from there. Because yeah, he the knows. script, I think, lets him down because you don't understand. And for kind of for the Mina character, too, it the beats aren't clear enough about when they're being influenced by those eyes the right. and when they and he just there's there's one scene where they're talking about like oh maybe we could do this to get rid of dracula and Renfield's just kind of like hanging around and yep. then he comes out and he's like i heard all that i'm back yeah exactly <laughs> what? i know he comes out like every night and he somehow ends up in their house even though it's like next to the sanitarium or whatever yeah or sanitarium. yeah yeah um but yeah, he just he he somehow gets out, and they're like, "How did he get out?" And they, but well, they never fix it. Yeah. Um. And he gets out every single night, and then sometimes he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, master. I didn't mean to betray you," and all all this stuff. And like, and he gets thrown down some stairs. Yeah, and then he dies somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he fell down thirty seven hundred stairs. I know there's a lot of stairs, but still, it's kind of a weird way to end. Yeah. Other than that, like it wasn't, it wasn't really scary. <laughs> it's not super scary. No, I mean they try to like when they focus on Bella Lugosi's eyes. I think that's supposed to be like the scariest part. And then like when he does the spider hand thing and he makes you like come closer. Which use it on Lucy. Yeah. Do it to, to one. Have it work on one person. Exactly. Um, because if it doesn't work on anybody, it's just... just too cool. <laughs> Well, he's got all the answers. He figures the mirror thing out. Yes. And then it's like, oh, yeah, what have I got in my pocket? I got a cross. Yeah, exactly. Takes care of that. Yep. And he hisses and, yeah, goes away. Um, yeah, I just wish it was scarier. I heard that Todd Browning, I don't know if this is just like a like a, just a job for him, but did not, his, the reason it's not very Todd Browning is he wasn't around a lot. Like, he just didn't okay. put a lot of work in. He let his, like assistant or second unit guy kind of do like all of the shooting and stuff and so he just kind of wasn't really in for this one that's weird i wonder why that was um because i think the actors were definitely game uh so it's too bad that he was kind of an absent director um yeah if you hate crosses so much take over a non-christian country Ooh. my 21st century dracula reboot yeah they're like he's gonna come to london He's going to China. <laughs> there are no crosses. More people. Well, no crosses. There might be some crosses, but they're yeah, yeah, not yeah. as many. Yeah, not as many as like Japan. Yeah. Uh, they're technologically, you know, advancing at great rates. Yeah. He's gonna take uh, over China. Yeah. China will be red with blood <laughs> from Dracula. Oh my God. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I thought that as much as a 1930s film could. This really pushed the disease metaphor, the STD kind of metaphor. Uh (laughs) Like, don't, no, get away from me. I don't want to hurt you with my diseased uh, (laughs) Right. Um, And uh, like the abuse sort of side of it as well. Yeah. Well, she's like, Mina is like crying at one point and she's like, no, get away from me. You don't understand what Dracula's done. And, And John's like, what did he do? What did he do to you, Mina? And like really trying to plead with her yeah. to get information out of her. Um, and she just, she doesn't even want to say what happened because it's so horrifying to her. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah. Uh, yeah, me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag me too. Yeah. Can um, we get out of this? Yeah. <laughs> if we can? Yeah. We're talking about a nocturnal rapist who I, drinks I blood. Uh, yeah. That's what we're already talking about. Um, yeah. He, and then also, here's another tip for old Drac. You sleep in a wooden coffin. Yep. What can kill you? Wooden stake. Wooden stake. Yeah. It's like sleeping on a bed of knives. <laughs> Why don't I just take one of these knives and kill you while you're sleeping? I know. Exactly. So The stake thing, people... Okay. So here you go. Here's where the stake thing comes from. It's there's sometimes it's like there's holy wood like hawthorn is like a type of wood that's thought to be holy or like even um, herbs like wolfsbane or something like that. But the stake is like what what do they do that they're not supposed to do? What do you mean? Walk around. Oh yeah, (laughs) right. Mm -hmm. So a stake would hold them down and they wouldn't be able to walk around. Yeah. And it doesn't have like oh it's in the heart. Well the heart is something important that's in your chest. But really I think it's just the utility of. Well, let's take them to the ground. They can't get up. <laughs> it's like a thumbtack. Yeah. Something else they do is they would like invert the body. They'd bury them face down. Okay. Because when they woke up, they'd be on their way to hell. Oh. It's that like kind of folksy practicality. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, it would be maybe you could stab them with a sword. None of these people have swords. This is no. Middle Ages, yeah. you know, dark, dark Ages Europe. Nobody has metal. Nobody has anything. Yes. So a stake. That you would um, fire harden, you know, you would char uh, until it was like hard would mm-hmm. be like the type of weapon you'd have laying around the house. Sure. So it's just what you've got. Right. No, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in Melissa F. Olson's books, um, she has stakes and she calls them shredders. Um, says there, there's something about them where the, they'll, you know, they'll kill a vampire pretty quickly. Do they like it explode when you put it like something like that? I can't out? remember exactly, okay. but um, yeah. So I think that's something that you know has definitely perpetuated uh, the for the myth of the vampire. Um, and yeah, and he gets so mad when they show Van Helsing shows him the mirror. Yeah, he like knocks it out of his hand. Well, I mean, up to this point, this is like one of the first films that establishes the sort of um and it's funny because it was there the whole time but i think europe had to gain the reputation of being continental and being refined in order to give that to dracula so it's like we're just some hard-working london stiffs in the smoke we are and then it's like hello i am from country of undetermined origin yeah and i yeah right he's like the prussian you know prince or something like that right "Mm, i don't trust that guy right fish and chips exactly out of a newspaper (laughs) so yeah um okay so thinking about it a lot let's talk about a adaptation of the film that thought about it a lot yeah in some parts Mm -hmm. and then other parts cast keanu reeves (laughs) 1992's yeah Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dracula. Yes. Yes. Uh, Gary Oldman mm-hmm. as the Dracula. Yes. And of course, just said his name. Point break. And Can- Winona Ryder. Supposedly, Winona Ryder um, brought this script to Coppola. Yeah, I heard that. Because she famously um, dropped out of Godfather, Godfather 3, 3, which created the phenomenon known as Sofia Coppola, which we've had to deal with all these years. Yeah. Thanks, Winona. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so she thought, and she must have 
so weird to think of like these famous people and how young they were when they were super famous. Yeah, but I know. She must have been early 20s. Yeah. But was already, you know, I'm sure reading scripts and had like a team and stuff. And she's yeah. like, well, this seems like a kind of cool script. Maybe Francis would not hate me anymore right. if I showed this to him. Right. And apparently the answer was yes, because they turned this around pretty fast. Yeah. And it was really important to him. And it's one of the things that I think stands out about the film. And this film was mixed reception when it came out. But I think something that people either liked or hated, but generally liked was all the in-camera effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a story. Really cool. There's a story that, yeah, the composite shots and um, fully embracing the, there's going to be a lot of voiceover, but it's justified because this is an epistolary movie. Right. And I'm reading on the train, but while I'm talking about, ooh, I can't wait to meet this guy, Dracula, seeming really great. And then in the in the skies, the eyes yes. of Dracula at you. Yes. Just having all that stuff. He hired like a team of special effects people and said, this is all practical in-camera special effects. Right. And they're like, oh, no, you need to use computers to do this. And he's like, you're all fired. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. You can't mm-hmm. buy my wine anymore. Right. And then got... Roman Coppola to come in and yep. do it. And yep. it worked out great. Yeah, it did. Filmmaker really in his own right. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think all of the uh, special effects are great. I think they add to the film quite a bit um, that they aren't CGI. Um, and <laughs> there's some that are... Um, I'm not sure if they're meant to emulate uh, the Murnau work. Yeah. But there are some that are like... Um, I don't know if this works, but I'm glad you did it. Yeah. Like when Dracula's stalking through the garden and they just do those, the like the dropped frame type thing where it's like, and he's like, yeah. oh, and, where he's and like a rose dies. Down the wall. And, then, and the guy's like, oh, the watchman's like, oh, and then <laughs> blood just flies out. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. It's almost like he was trying to do like a old timey crank uh, frame rate type thing yeah i can see that um at some point in the production he went oh yeah this seems real sensual to me let's make it sensual yeah the most boobs in any vampire movie <laughs> from a major studio i think yeah yeah it's a lot of boobs there's only four boobs in the hunger <laughs> uh well maybe five yeah. explain that i don't know um yeah it's uh th- that that part's amped up yeah. But I think that that's definitely part of a sort of postmodern reading of Victorian stuff where it's like, well, Mr. J and I, you know, felt passion, but we didn't. It's like, well, we all know what you guys wanted to do. Right. Now we have rated our movies. So let's show what you guys wanted to do. Yeah. What do you think about the character of Lucy who gets some screen time in this? They don't shy away from yes. Lucy. Um. I feel like she's kind of... Is a, she the, the un- horror movie chick who's asking for it? She's an it's an unfortunate character because I feel like... Really? she. I mean, she's very sensual and like open to that. So yeah, maybe she's like, you know, the first chick who gets it in a horror film or whatever. But um, I think maybe they're trying to say because she's so sensual, like she's an easy... Uh, choice for Dracula and like he can like 
infect her really In the easily. F, marry, kill game, um, this is the F. Right. And then I'm going to marry Mina. Right, exactly. Which... And, and, and Mina, oh, I, don't, I love you so much, I don't want to turn you into a vampire. F, Lucy. Yeah. Marry Mina. Yes. Kill Van Helsing. Yeah, exactly. I don't, if it wasn't a movie that had just, it's just plastered all over everywhere else, I think the character would look better. Okay. Because I don't, I feel really bad for her. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's easy to read her as like the horror movie slut that's got to go. Right. That we're supposed to hate. But she's just somebody who doesn't fit in her time necessarily. We don't no, get I agree any, with that. we don't get any uh, indication from her that she's, <laughs> that, I don't mean to slut shame her. I'm just going by the mores of the time. Yeah. That she's some slut. She loves to mess with people. Yeah. And she's got that sort of like, extra flirty kind of um, dynamic with the three suitors but right. she is a girl she's successful she's got three guys who all want to like marry her you know exactly. so she's t- taking her time and she's uh, making a choice she's really happy when she finally decides to tie the knot with Carrie Ellis and yeah. um so uh, yeah i mean like in any other film if we weren't just expecting buttons to pop off of these uh, corsets right. in, in every scene like i think that it would have been like it's an interesting read on Lucy. She's somebody who's feels constrained by, you know, the Victorian traditions, but isn't like breaking any of them. Right. Right. But then, um, <laughs> all the writhing. Uh, 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 yeah. Madam, could you stop having an orgasm? We're trying to give you a blood transfusion. Please. <laughs> I know. Uh, but well, like the scene with her, um, in the red flowy dress. Um, and Plus then, it all, oh yeah, yeah. And then like having sex with uh, Dracula as he's like a werewolf. Sure. Um, that reminded me of um, Ghostbusters a little bit and like Zool, like <laughs> being okay. like the red dress <laughs> yeah, and okay. the writhing. Yeah, right. um, there is no Lucy. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and it's know. it's really undercut by the fact that his whole thing is here's how he got in this jam. His wife died, yeah, and he loved her, yes, so much, yes, he loved her so much that he's just gonna nail some rando the second he gets to England. Yeah, I know. Like, which is it, movie? Yeah, exactly. And if anything, I appreciate. Oh, don't change anything. We change it. Fine with them changing for their adaptation, but yeah. and I appreciate them trying to add an element to what was kind of lacking because it's it's a passion. Is is it is it a story about? If it's not a story about foreigners making everything dirty, right? Then what's it's a story about the Victorian? You couldn't write this in the Victorian time, I guess, but reflexively, postmodernistly, it's about. A guy tempting you to throw off social mores and to live like an animal, right? Yes. And so how do we add depth to that? We add this love story of a woman who, and it's not developed enough because they used too much of the book, is apparently constrained by her life. Like she wants to do the things in the Richard Burton book, you know? Right. Keanu Reeves is kind of boring. Right. You never get that until suddenly it's like, I want to suck your blood. I know. <laughs> like, wait, what? I know. Is this his hypnotism or is she really reincarnated? It's a love story because that was added to a Hollywood movie and it yep. it doesn't work. You don't think it works? No, it works insofar as it gives 
Dracula something to do besides just go. <laughs> and right. it gives Mina something to do besides please don't victimize me. Right. But it cuts against every other thing that happens in the book and in this version of the film, I think. Yeah. And she supposedly loved John so much she went and got married to him um, after she'd met her prince, you know. Yeah. But then well, she I says, thought she loved her side piece. Yeah. It was drinking absinthe. Yeah. And then, like, she talks about how she misses her prince and she thinks about him all the time. Yeah. Which, that's all we got to add. That's yeah, all. exactly. Yeah. So. I don't know. Sorry, I, I, Keanu. Think, I think there's a version that would work of that, but I'm not sure that it works. But it go like a lot of things in this movie, it goes by so fast. Yeah. You don't even notice you're caught up in the whirling phantasmagoria of all the amazing visuals and, and stuff like that. Everything feels, this is what, two hours long? Everything yeah. feels a little undercooked. Mm-hmm. For a movie that, at the end of this, I will say two thumbs up. Right. Like, what's Van Helsing's character? Um, it's just Anthony Hopkins going, mm, I'm going to work 25% for this. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a professor and he knows like right away that the bites mean it's a vampire. Yep, and, nope, stuff like that's, that. and that's all. He's the knowledgeable man who comes yeah. in. But mm-hmm. his character is, they've clearly set him up as something of a foil for Dracula insofar as I just said that Dracula not only is the ultimate consumer, but he also in a postmodern way represents the man telling the Victorian to throw off the strictures and to take what you want and live to the fullest. He is a guy who's like, Oh, Hey, look everybody. Why am I not Al Pacino? I want to eat a steak and I'm going to drink wine. And he is clearly a, a, a Epicurean sort of man himself. He's almost the sort of opposite number of Dracula in that he is living huge and, and consuming and, and that right. sort of thing. No, that's true. And but that never goes anywhere. No. <laughs> he just cuts off some ladies' heads. The end. Well, and then like. And he gets his chance to be seduced by Mina, but yeah. not through any contrivance or mechanism in the plot, just because he he'd a good guy. He's like, no. Right. I won't do it. Yeah. I won't but bang like, a 24 year old Winona Ryder. But they, they do kiss and like he yeah, is like it's attracted a sexy, to sexy her movie. and stuff like that. So it's a sex movie. Yeah, I know. Um, I make it sound like I don't like it. <laughs> I wish Van Helsing didn't kiss Mina. I wish like maybe he had been like attracted to her, but then like been like no. And, but like, why earlier. does he say no? Because he realizes that she's a vampire and stuff like that. But he's Right, so he's just too smart. That's yeah. like the Van Helsing in Browning's Dracula where it's like, my powers, I, they don't work on you because plot armor, I guess. That's yeah, dumb. right. Like, we we complain all the time about how like screenwriting is, is easy and you, we'll talk about that in a second for our last film, Yeah, how you put the gun up and then later on you fire it. Right, exactly. But you need structure sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if... Dracula is so powerful that they say gypsies. They say gypsies. But I'll say local people, Romani, like work for him. Mm -hmm. And he's got three powerful vampires just waiting waiting on his beck and call. And he can walk around in daytime. And he can control wolves and all this stuff and become mist. I like how they put all the powers in. He becomes rats. He becomes mist. He becomes... They they try to get all the stuff in there. Yeah. That was cool. He looks like a bat at one point. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That makeup was awesome. Really creepy. But they set all that up, but... 
with all that power, power that he has gifted to his uh, his you know twenty four year old Winona Ryder. Yeah. I don't think that I would have the power to <laughs> resist that. Right. Uh, and yet it's like, well, I do, because that's the part of the movie that we're at. Like, if they had set something up before where he's like, if they try that, I've, I know this technique. Or he has a, Jonathan's like, I'm, I'm trusting you with Mina, you know, and this is important. And it's like, whatever, boy, I know what I'm doing. But he's like, you don't understand. Our love is, you know, is real. And right. it's not some fake love for a dead woman that's over you know that he's this this guy's holding on to that right it's against the natural order right something that he remembers or, or just some way to get out of it uh-huh know? but instead it's just like nope i'm good yep die evil sluts yeah i know <laughs> you know yeah um and yeah van helsing just kind of kills him just really easily and decapitates on the that's it yeah um and then mina like helps kill Dracula because he asks her to and like they share a gross kiss and yeah well anyway yeah if you just told me that like oh, the girl from Roxy Carmichael is losing in our corset you know but don't don't do anything yeah. you're like oh, I'm gonna need a little more than that <laughs> like how much blood is she gonna take oh my god we can make a deal here <laughs> Anyway, yeah, um, amazing. Uh, you might have recognized Monica Bellucci as one of the uh, vampires. It's an early uh, Western role for her. And she's going to be in a movie that we talk about next week. It's all connected. All right. It's all connected. Yeah. Well, coming off of... Um, oh, boy. What? No, it's Double Down this week. Sticking on the Carrie Ellis tip. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess know. we'll move on to our last movie, which is another Carrie Ellis movie. Yeah. What is it with this guy? Yeah. Twister. I don't know. 97. Eight? Uh, 98 then. 98 maybe? 96. I don't know. Um, yeah. Carrie Ellis just shows up halfway through the film. Yep. It's time to go. Yep. Uh, to the 2000 film. Yes. From Saturn Films. Yes. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. I'm a vampire. Uh, company. Yeah. 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 Nicholas Cage's company. Shadow of the Vampire. Yes. A metafictional horror film, I guess. Yeah. Uh, directed by E. Eilis Merhig. That's okay. where you go, who? Yeah. Exactly. Who? And written by Stephen Katz. Yeah, not really. Okay. Nah. Uh, it is uh, basically a look behind the scenes, uh, a movie about the filming of the movie Nosferatu. Yes. With a twist. Uh-huh. What's the twist? Uh, the twist is that the actor who played Nosferatu is a real vampire. There is no Max Shrek. Yeah. There is only Zool. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, the, the, the Nosferatu. Yes. Count Orlock. Yes. Count Orlock is Nosferatu, and Nosferatu is Count Orlock. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this movie, because, spoilers, this is a bad film. <laughs> and I don't yes. think anybody had the guts to say it when it came out. No, because it was paying homage to Nosferatu. Yes, because it, it is basically, I've said this before on the show, Hollywood can't make movies about Hollywood. It's and Don't very give me rare. the player that's, Altman was always an outsider. He's the perfect yeah. person to comment on Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It, it knows its own tropes. Right. But it's, it will never go for the jugular, so to speak. Right. And that's, to be fair, not exactly what this movie is trying to do because it is about German cinema in the 20s. Right. But it's when you've got a real life vampire going, uh, I'd like you to do the more makeup. It's yeah. like, okay, all right, we get it. We get right. what 
is it that or is it some horrible gothic romance where or, or not romance but like a gothic horror film where you know a character is mutilating people on the set of a film yeah is it is it a dark comedy is it right. all a metafictional comment is it yes the picture and the i think we've got it oh my <gasps> god is it like a jerk off like film about art and yeah. making movies i know it doesn't know. It does. It doesn't answer these questions. It doesn't know. So why should we know? Yeah, I know. The reason people remember it is, a you really didn't win that Oscar acting turn from Willem Dafoe. Yeah, it was twenty exactly. years ago. Yeah, this mm-hmm. guy has had it for a long time. Yeah, and he is unbelievable. He he did an amazing job. Yeah, he he's excellent in this. And I think that's the film's like one saving grace. Did we talk about how when our writer is actually married to Keanu Reeves? No. <laughs> they shot the hill. You don't know about this? No. So the wedding scene, I don't think they were in Budapest, but like they shot it somewhere and they got like a guy who was, I think they just went to casting. They just got a priest. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then they shot the scene. And I don't know if it's just a joke or they're just goofing around, but she's like, I think he did the actual ceremony. So oh, really? I mean, they didn't sign anything, but okay. it's like, I think we're married in in, uh, in real life. In Romania. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Hungary. <laughs> Fun. Oh. Not to mention that, um, uh, yeah, look for the points where Coppola steals from himself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in his other movies. Yeah. But hey, it's his stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shadow of the Vampire. Um just tell me what happens in it for Christ's sake. Um well um what's Murnau. his Murnau, uh John played Malkovich. by John Malkovich. Supposedly in his very time where he is acting well but he is going to talk like this. Yeah. I know. And I'm going to be very deliberate. I'm, it's not that I'm reading off of cue cards or that I am bad, but I am talking in a very deliberate way in the way that I do. Yes. Exactly. Too bad he didn't get to use his rounders accent for this you could have been the vampire you know <laughs> oh my god um i stick it in you oh my god so he supposedly um hired count orlock um as, as a you know he made a deal with him and the deal was um that he act for him in this film and then he would get greta the actress who played ellen greta schroeder yeah yeah, which is all stuff that we know. That is concrete things that we know that are told to us. Yes. What we don't know is any of the reasons behind any of this. Yes. And I don't know if that is some kind of choice or they thought it was coming across and didn't. The movie just start. They don't do a Renfield Begins. You know, they no, just they don't. start it when the movie is filming and we go through to the ending of the film. So we get it. That's what you're doing. But like, there's a suggestion that they were dating yes uh, Murnau was dating Schroeder yeah um that it was like little S&M-y maybe because he's like oh you like the pleasure and the pain or something it's like what are you doing yeah and then he goes to like a Berlin like S&M club which is like "Eh, fine whatever and does like opium or whatever well we got to put that gun on the wall because we're going to bring that back later no so we don't understand that. We don't know. Udo Kier is his producer. Yeah. And in real life, it was like, like Alvin, Alvin Grau is like, 
his idea to do Nosferatu. Like that okay. was, you know, but in this, he's like, why are we doing this movie? Yeah. Why am I a movie star still? <laughs> Warhol is dead. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so he's mad. And the whole idea is, okay, we've got it. Like if this is our comedy or our black comedy, right. then Malkovich is trying to keep this vampire on track of the script, literally, while he's eating people behind the scenes mm-hmm. and is, his producer is so mad, you can't even look at him. That's his move. He's not going to look at him. But that's not really what the movie is. The movie, yeah. like, halfway through, totally falls apart. Yeah. You get this scene that's actually, like, a really great scene, but doesn't really fit what's going on at all, where um, they've shot some of it, but Orlock has been feeding off of the cameraman. Yeah. So they've got to get rid of him. Yes. We never find out what happens to him. No. And so... Malkovich leaves the film to go get Carrie Elwes. Yes. And Shrek is just left wandering around with the producer and the writer. Yeah. And they have this scene where it's actually a great scene where they're talking to him like they've been told that like Matt Shrek is a method actor. Right. He's going to be in costume the whole time. Yeah. And they're like, all right. Yeah. You're a big actor. Sit down and have a drink with us. Yeah. And he, they're asking him like about, hey, did you see, did you read Dracula? And he's like, oh, I felt bad for Dracula in the book. Yeah. And you're getting all this kind of like character work from Defoe and it's like kind of neat. And none of it really matters because we're no. just going to move on from there. Yeah. Like they ask him, when did you become a vampire? How did you become a vampire? That's a woman. Yes. Which I guess like, is that more motivation? Are we going to find out how that's important? Apparently, no. No. It's just a throwaway line. Yep. Uh, and then he like catches and eats a bat. <laughs> yes. Or drinks its blood. Right. And then now we've crossed over the point of suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Because instead of being horrified, they're like, oh, guy's committed. Yeah. He's committed to his role. Right. But what? Late, but later we see the writer and he's terrified. And he is like followed. And then he runs off to do nothing to leave the film. Apparently. It's not like we find, because this movie doesn't care about history. Uh, Greta Schroeder, um, Alvin, what's his name, and uh, the t- camera guy, Fritz, are all dead. Yeah. Would all live into their 70s and yes. continue working in the films. But fine. Yeah. Alternate universe, whatever, artistic right. statement, fine. But it's mm-hmm. like, the writer just leaves. And we yeah. don't like, find out later that, oh, he found him in a river drained of blood or something like that. No. There, ha- we'll never know because I'm not telling anybody. Oh, oh the Declaration of Independence. Right. Like we'll never know the answer, but there's clearly huge cuts in this film, right? The stuff is missing like from this movie. Yeah, because at one point, we literally just so Greta arrives um, to, to this island or whatever they're going to shoot the rest of the film. Yep, and we just cut to Malkovich is back. He's also on heroin or laudanum, I guess, opium. Right. Uh, and he just tells him the whole plot. Yeah. They're like, what's going on? And he's like, I made a deal with a vampire to do the, And now I have to shoot the last scene. Yeah. So I can kill him. I guess that's my plan. And instead of like two rational human beings going, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. They're like, well, okay, I guess we got to shoot this scene. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think we all understand that. Like, she will die. Like, we're going right. to let this actress die. Right. And who we're all okay has, with this? Yeah. Who is her only sin is being kind of an asshole and doting on her dogs too much. Right. And also a, a heroin addict. Yes. But, you know, who among us has not right. chased the dragon at one time or another? <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. And that basically leads with no interstitial scenes except for a stupid Chekhov reveal of 
how the sunlight thing is going to work. Right. <laughs> Why is Howerlock <laughs> just walking around throwing levers? I don't I don't know. Why is Eddie Izzard in this for 20 minutes? I don't know that either. So yeah, then we just so. go to what was clearly like the set piece in the mind of the screenwriter, which is like a recreation of the last scene. Yeah. Which doesn't even make any sense because it's got a stake in it for some reason. Yeah. Which isn't in the original film. Fine, you're going to change stuff. But doesn't even make any sense no. for the reality of the thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's not in the script of Nosferatu. Right. Also, if it's to... She doesn't know... She doesn't understand the context of what's happening. She doesn't know that her life is actually in danger. No, she has no idea. But even if she did, she wouldn't... Like, if an actor got too grabby, she wouldn't stab him with a knife, with a a stake. Right. She'd just go, I can't work like this. Get off of me. Yeah, the layers of reality that we're supposed to understand have been set up here are not there. You know, They're not set up at all. Yes. I like the idea of a director having made this deal... And the only price is a lady he doesn't like. <laughs> so, and I think that we're supposed to understand that his arc is that his vision is so important a film. And I'm going to give this stupid speech at the end yep. uh, while I obsessively film this murder that yeah. he's willing to trade her life. But then it becomes a little more real and other people have died. And he's like, now we need to finish this. But I know that this guy, this vampire is not going to honor his deal. So I need to finish the film, but we also need to I have a responsibility to kill this thing before he kills people I don't I do like. Right. Which he does, many of them at the end. Yeah. Th- that doesn't if that's there, it's there. It's like how you can tell, oh, this was a mirror, because there are pieces of it everywhere. Right. Speaking of which, you want to do the mirror thing? Yeah. Like she freaks out that he has no reflection, but in the actual film of Nosferatu. Yeah. We watched Nosferatu. Yeah. He has a reflection in the mirror. Yeah, which is clearly just the back of the actor Max Schreck's head. Yes. But the movie never bothers to even suggest that he can't be seen in a mirror. No, Because they're not not doing that part of the legend. No. And yet, I can't say, they they think that they've done something like, oh, right, because there's a mirror on set. Right. So modern, we know that he wouldn't be seen in the mirror. Right. But if you watch the movie, he's He's in in the the mirror. mirror. Yeah. Also... They invented him being destroyed by sunlight, probably because we just need a way to get rid of this character at the end of the film. Yes. Why does John Malkovich, why does Murnau know that sunlight will kill Count Orlock? I have no idea. He doesn't. You've got that backwards. That's something that the screenwriter came up with. You, There is a way that you could have done it. Yeah. Like if you had... Orlock probably he only meets with them at night we've set that up already like they're taking crosses out another thing that's not in the Nosferatu thing yeah Um, nowhere in Nosferatu I don't think he's ever scared of a cross no so but we've got to have that because it's like a vampire vampire right it was somebody this guy Stephen Katz or whoever had an idea to do a meta thing around one of the first most famous films you know of of cinematic history yeah and like didn't watch it (laughs) To write his script. Right. He just went like, oh, vampires, 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 mirrors, uh, stakes. Well, and I felt like some of the earlier scenes that they shot were very similar to the actual film. Yeah, they, they made a clear, uh, like the scene where um, Hutter's waking up and then he picks up the book. He's like, oh, what's this book? Right. Oh, so stupid vampires. Right. Yeah, that. Or when he... Uh, does the slide up the stairs right. <laughs> with his legs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, clearly they did things, they referenced that, but 
The last scene is completely different, though. Yeah, but the, and they even had a way out. Like, if you want to do this meta thing, they had a way out in that there could have been things that happened on the set of Nosferatu that we never saw. Sure. Because it was kind of the film. Right. So you could cut around. Yes, three people are murdered while they're filming this last scene. Right. But if you're smart, you could just explain how or like have. We, here's how it ends. Instead of just going, I think we got it. Jeez, are you serious? I know. You cut to the premiere of the film, you know, and it's Murnau watching it, and we see it cut together in the way that we know it's cut together, but right. we know that he cut three corpses out of that film. Right, exactly. But it's just not. But it doesn't think about that. No, it's just it, not it doesn't, smart enough. It doesn't care. It's not smart enough. Yeah. You had a smart idea. You weren't the smart person to make it smart. No. Um, what a down it, ending. Uh, it fell apart in the end. Yes, it did, yes. Um, how do we save this? Um, what was the best one? I really liked Francis Ford Coppola's okay. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Good. I'm glad somebody voted for that one. Um, I I just thought it was very entertaining. Uh, I, I enjoyed the uh, gothic love story that they added to the film. Yeah. Um, I think that was an, an interesting choice, and it makes his seduction of Mina more meaningful. Yeah. Um, I still think, yeah, like I said, I think you had to do something. Yeah. It's it's fine. I still think that, like, I don't want Dracula to be redeemable. He's a bad person. <laughs> and he got this way Fair. because he's a bad person. Yeah. And I don't want to think that he's some misunderstood guy. And he goes to heaven at the end. It's like, no. Yeah, I know. You are bad. Yeah. But it's a fine substitution. I just wish that they had spent maybe less time on that and more time on sort of cleaning up a lot of the... There's a lot of, like, dialogue and there's a lot of, like, scene setups that are like, oh, that's good enough. <laughs> like, it's kind of like coasting in between set pieces. Mm -hmm. There's the part where... And again, I don't know what the point is. We know that there's a man that can turn into a wolf and a bat yeah. and shit. But there's a part where Van Helsing is like many people that can do cool stuff and then he like disappears and he's yeah. clearly showing that he has like Some he's just saying sleight of hand powers. mesmerist type yeah. powers but it doesn't yeah that's great you you, you know do? how to pretend like you have powers but yeah there's literally a werewolf raping my, my girlfriend over here right like, exactly I, got bigger problems than that yeah how many blood transfusions do we need to give lucy before she's okay all of them yeah and then she will throw it up on your face yes Exactly. That was an awesome scene. Yeah, I know. And the way that they ran the film backwards, uh -huh. but subtly, you know, when he drives her back into the coffin with the cross, like yes. she's getting up. They've reversed it. So she's sort of like doppelganger, like weirdly like getting back down, yeah. like in the coffin. Yeah. It's good stuff. It was pretty good. And she drops the baby. Drop the baby. Yeah. <laughs> More or less successful than Frankenstein's show. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, oh. a, it's a yes or no question. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it was. Um, well, I want some sexy Frankensteins. Sexy Frankensteins? We can Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker. It's been done. Anyway, oh it's God. been done. So Bride from here. Of, Bride of Frankenstein. There you go. Yeah. Um, which is all queer subtext, I guess. I guess. Um, we'll uh, move on to the Wolfman next yes. week or Werewolves. And we're going to have to fight to find a meta 
Um, there are many uh, modern werewolf films that yes. do a um, meta spin on stuff, but I don't think there's any... It's going to be hard-pressed finding a movie about filming a werewolf movie. Right, exactly. We're going to do our absolute best, though. If you've got a suggestion, you can contact us, yeah. as you always can, at Just Enough Trope on Twitter and on Facebook. And I never say this, but... Uh, you can contact us uh, at Just Enough Trope yeah. uh, on gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So we're there as well. Uh, also, follow the show. Yeah. Go subscribe to it right now on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts, whichever one you use. There's got to be... <laughs> can you... Oh, no, that's right. Apple products, aggressive updates, but somebody could be using uh, iTunes uh, 1.0 out there, right? Oh, uh, sure. You just keep saying no. Right. Just keep saying no. Right. I love it. Love this interface. <laughs> but uh, subscribe to us on your platform of choice. Best way to get the show comes right to you when it's available. And most importantly, give us a review and a rating. We need those. Yes. We need to know how you think we're doing. We want to hear from the fans, and we want to be able to move up in those ranks when we get high ratings. Mm-hmm. So give us five babies. D- drop drop those babies. <laughs> Whatever happens with that baby. I think the baby is okay and gets back to its family, Baby's all right. but is we that don't little, see that at all. Is that all. little Sophia? No, she was, no, she I was don't already think in. So. Uh, was that uh, Roman's kid or something? <laughs> I don't know, He's maybe. Big, uh, big nepotist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, I mean, it works out. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um, Your kids do what you wanted them to do. Don't so. support nepotism. Yeah. Because it would look bad. <laughs> so give us five stars instead. Uh, join us next week for. The Wolf Man. No, it's not Lugosi anymore. And the Wolf Man. The the, the Lycanthrope. Yes. What do you call the Wolf Man? Wolf Man. I think you you nailed it. Like lycanthropy and yeah. There's a a word. The Loop Garou. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Well, we'll have a whole list of those. Yes. When we talk about werewolves next week on the show. Until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hanna. Keep the geek fires burning.